Good evening, and welcome to episode 383 of the awesome comics podcast. The place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. Today is our annual Halloween horror special. So we're going to be talking about horror. A lot this oh, week. Who, who was with you there? Was I, with you? Well, that was my Uncle Igor. You can leave now. Is it all right? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. You can go. Back to the basement with you, Igor. Yeah, get back yeah. to the basement. How did you get that Sex out anyway? basement. Sex Any, basement. Anyway, he's, he's gone. Um, A shame yes. we haven't got like, the Crypt Keeper for the ACP. Like, perhaps yeah. Igor can take that role up. Well, interesting. That might be a, a question in the quiz coming up. Mm. <laughs> what are you talking about, guys? No one knows who you are. I'm Vince Hunt. And joining me, as always, is the creator of the horrifically awesome webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the wrangler of many a demonic monkey, it's Tony Esmond. Showed him a monkey, didn't I? <laughs> He's all about showing his demonic monkey to whoever <laughs> will look at it. Just don't feed it after midnight. <laughs> well, <laughs> welcome to the show. I mean, that that's like just a good rule of thumb anyway, because you don't want to eat too late, do you? No, don't go anywhere near it at any time. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Like when you're, you're younger and you go out and you drink and you have a late night and you like, you know, on the way home, you get get some fast food, your junk, junk food and all that. And you, you let's face it, you're, you're drunk, you get home, you sit down and you just stuff in a burger or a kebab into your face and knocking back a full fat Coke. You don't think anything of it. And the next day you wake up and get on with your life. These days, you can't, we can't do that, can we? No, I'll wake up on the couch, the map of Africa next to me. You know, it's just, yeah. just full of regret, isn't it? Yeah, and I'll be like, oh, no, I've eaten too much. Do you know what I mean? At what point does that start being a thing? Depends where you wake up, I suppose, isn't it? Yeah, really? true. Mm. And the food goes through you quicker, like a bullet train. Welcome to the show, well, We were everyone. talking about my anus earlier, weren't we? <laughs> yeah. Yes. In a um, bit of audio that one. Well, actually, you never know what you're going to get at the, at the end of one of our episodes, so <laughs> yeah. stay tuned. That's a horror. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a, there's many. I thought I read a comic this week, and part of it was the scene of it was in inside someone's bumhole. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think, did you show us that panel? Yeah, I sent you that one. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah. That's what, what comics can do, though, can't it? Yeah, yeah. That's that's the the comics. yeah. I'll tell you what, Archie comics have really fucking changed since the, the good old days. <laughs> um, has gone right downhill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> so many jokes going through my head now yeah. and uh, we, we've got a show to be getting on with yes this is our annual sort of uh, look at horror in comics and specifically indie comics but we've like Tony said we've got a little bit of a quiz a bit of fun for everyone to play along we're going to th- spout some unfactual and completely um, just call it drivel That's just what it is. drivel nonsensical opinions on what we think about um the horror genre in comics and probably more specifically indie comics we've got a con update we yes. do have a little bit of no. a con update um which is going to come um shortly and of course we've got out, we've got shout outs and we we've got all the goodies there there are both treats and tricks in this particular episode and if you're listening live now as it's got i say live uh, when the episode, well, fucking, I hope not. This is actually on Halloween. Yes, this episode. So, I think it's the first time an episode has actually come out on a Halloween. Yes, right. yes. So um, enjoy, because uh, we're probably going to horrify you with uh, how unprofessional and terrible we are on a weekly basis. But thank you for listening to the show, and thank you 
to also the people that keep the demons at bay and the indie comics in our inboxes. It's our lovely sponsors at Comic House. Yes, I keep the trick-or-treaters at bay with a bucket of piss. <laughs> yeah, but to be honest, though, you have that all year round. Just if anyone knocks on the door, yeah. right? Just, just no, just, just. Uh, I, repl- I replenish it. It's not. It's only. It's only sort of a couple of days old. At most. I, I, right, right. We're we're going to get horrific this week, folks. So let's just get straight into it. Dan, you said a bucket of cold piss. What would horrify you more? Being hit with a bucket of cold piss or a bucket of warm piss? Warm. <laughs> warm. I don't know. It's nice and warm though, isn't it? Yeah, but it will inevitably turn cold. I, I feel like the fact this it's gone cold, there's been a little bit of time after the fact. If it's warm, I'd be. Have you ever noticed how bodily fluids go cold quicker? Is that a thing? Uh, I've not spent too much time. But had you, I mean, once it's out of the body, like mm. everything, yeah, everything cools sort of cools down out. It's it's like when they keep bananas refrigerated, and as soon as they take they they. Hit Who ox- does that? Who puts bananas in the fridge? Immedi- it's wrong, they, isn't it? they immediately start ripening from the moment they get off the boat. Mm. Yeah, there's a horror. There's a horror fact, fact for you. And uh, yeah. thank you, thank you as always. <laughs> How's this for a segue? Thanks to Comic House. Um, they are bananas. They are. <laughs> they are the indie comic marketplace that, like us, loves indie comics as much as you do. There's a huge selection of titles on the database. If you self-published, go on. Put your books on there. It's another avenue to get your work out into the world. Um, there's also the app, the digital app, which is brilliant. Uh, I may be uh, mentioning something that I read on there this weekend. Oh. Yes, and it's very, very cool. And I read some of, Logan's Run comics on there today. I did, yeah. Oh. Surprisingly sexy as well. Are they uh, a reader of the film or book? Or no, it's all extra stuff. Is it, is it, okay. is it a continuation and stuff, yeah. and stuff like that? Not really. It's hard to make out what's going on. I'll be honest with you. Yeah. But there's a sort of every other page would be a lady out of her costume laying in her bra. You know, yeah. that sort fair, of fair play. Yeah. Technique. And you got to issue yeah. thirty, and then it stopped. <laughs> See what you did there. <laughs> Only. Um, <laughs> but if you go to, comic I just keep stopping. <laughs> that's like a legendary run nowadays. Thirty fucking comics. Yeah. Fucking hell, yeah, yeah Marley, please. Look, look, that's for the grumpy old men show that we'll probably do soon. Blinking uh, red lights. There, in there's the end of the year show, which is probably going to be a little bit spicy this year. Um, but no, and even that will have a comic house ad as terrible as yes. this one. Yes, only three pounds a month, basic subscription service <laughs> like Netflix for comics. You get access to an enormous library that's being added to all the time. Um, you can look at them by uh, creator, publisher genre genre <laughs> well we're talking about a genre this week what sort of uh tony i believe you've been scouring through the horror genre what's on there at the moment yeah um our usual professional advertiser dan has tasked me to look through the horror the horror genre on here and you can search in it um and it is some titles death inc charles h raymond yeah yes great, two, great books. Book. two books called dick turpin <laughs> and the crimson plague and the second one is called dick Turpin and the Restless Dead. Why, why, why are you putting a comma in there? Just pronouncing it. No, um, no, you're not. Glass City, boy, our buddy Dave Craner. It's on there, and that's in the horror bit. Uh, Heads by Rick Jackson. That's in the horror yeah, bit. That's a great book. Um, Horde Comics, Volume One. Another great one. Uh, Kingdom of Skulls. I like that one. Kingdom of Skulls. I thought it was good. Great. They're all great. Yeah, and there's a lot of dynamite stuff on there. Lady Demon, Hack Slash, and that sort of thing. Amparella. Vampirelli, you see an awful lot of side boob. That's where they'll go with that. Yeah, yeah, which I'm quite, I'm quite into that. So there's, there's loads on there actually. I'm keep scrolling. I'm scrolling and scrolling. I've been scrolling for the whole time. I've been talking, still going. Yeah. 
Yeah, horror go. is one of uh, the largest and most fruitful genres, I think, in comics, but we'll get into mm. that shortly. Um, and for only £3 a month, as we say, you can sign up to comichouse.com now. Find out more. There's a 14-day free trial, and you can start reading the books that we talk about, as well as like stuff by us and other creators, past, present, and future. So, And thank you to them for sponsoring the show, as always. And uh, before we get stuck into the, the spooky... Uh, nonsense we've got another kong report yeah and and that's because tony esmond has once again been let out into the <laughs> wild repping um, the pod my friend there were, me and dan had to go out early this morning with a tranquilizer gun to catch <laughs> him and round him back up and put him back in his pen so he can tell us all about not to Wipe me down i've heard nothing but good things about nottingham so yeah, it's exactly right, your take. yeah so quickly I, I traveled up with foul pete we went up on friday Falpy was the replacement for you two because the OCP they made his guest was very kind of them. I'm very honoured by I've that. I've got to apologise for not showing. Yeah, uh, that's right, man. Yeah. I was a little bit. I felt a little bit unworthy of that. But I think I, I think um, if anyone's read the Slack um, report I did of the event, they'll see why what I'm going to get to. But so I went up and we met up with Alan Moira Henderson, Stephen Ingrams, and the marvellous Johnny Cannon, who <laughs> was opposite us the whole weekend. Who was making me laugh um, the whole weekend. It was a great company and very kindly gave me a couple of pages that he, um, original pages from um, the comic we did together. Just love it. Um, yeah, so it's good. Actually, they had a set up on the Friday night. Have they had that before? I'm not sure. Do you know? When we um, did it before. Yeah, I haven't set up on the Friday night. I think some people have done before, I think. Yeah. There, was, there was one year, I think, where I turned up on the Saturday and I was um, Island Nightmare getting in, but you guys had already set up. The night before, right. I think. Oh, okay. I think. Okay. Yeah, it's good. Um, run by Kevin Kell, uh, Gordon, Sam, and all the organisers. They're like a big family, really, actually. We know them all yeah. now. Yeah. Um, and it was raising money for Alzheimer's, the Alzheimer's Society. Some of the people I bumped into, Sam, Sam and George London, he was sort of almost opposite. H and Damon from last week, Damien from last week, R92, they were just down from us. Paul Rainey came over for a chuckle. Um, Shane Chebsey came over gave, and more about his stuff in a minute because I'll be recommending one of the books he Oh, fantastic. Um, Eamon turned up with Conrad um, and they were, we were sort of pushing DUI a bit. Nice to see. We're almost at the grand now. Uh, and there'll be the, um, I'll be giving out the email and the big cartel where you can get a copy of it in a minute um, in the shout outs. The, Ian Ashcroft turned up with his family. Sam Brett had a table. Do you remember a little Sam? Who, um, yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's taller than all three of us. Tell you now. <laughs> we was only talking about his work the other day. Yeah, yeah, he had a store. I bought. A, he drew. A, he, I drew, he drew me a picture of Roland Rat. I bought from him. That's cool, isn't it? Amazing. That's great. Yeah, yeah. Um, Martin Feekins was there. He came in one of the panels. We chatting. Luke Aldridge, uh, Dave Healy, Hingley. Sorry, um, Ian Summers came over. Always seeing it that Ian at that event. Burbs and Chris Imber and all the reckless boys. Rich Carrington and Eden, who um, we met at an earlier years ago at, at Nottingham. She was a punter, and now she's got a table. She's doing art herself and everything. Yeah, really nice to oh, see fantastic. her. Um, I ended up having because I feel uh, I put this on the Slack. I feel a responsibility. If you're made a guest at something, you should you should help out, especially for an event that is designed to raise money for charity. Yes, don't don't just sit behind your table with your head down drawing and not talking to anyone. You know what I mean? Yeah, try and sort you... of yeah, like even if it's like when in the run up to the show, try and fucking promote it as yeah. much as you can, and yeah, or do do you know do some drawings for the get chat, the energy the raffle, up, yeah. go down there help out with the yeah. raffle. You know what you can do. Don't just sit there because the only person you're helping is your own wallet just sitting there. Yeah. I mean, and there yeah. was nobody at it who was going to 
cause waves and crowds of people to call. You know, there's no Alan Moore or Warren Ellis or Grant Morrison or anyone. Do you know what I mean? Um, so if you are, can I just say, if you are a guest at a convention, take it responsibly. Hmm. You know, encourage people to go help out. You know, you having your, I'm guessing you're having your train fare paid and lunch paid and table free. And, you know, anyway, that's my little rant over. Um, so I did a panel. And we did, um, there are a couple of guests at this, I have to say, who were brilliant. And one of them was Roger Langridge. So myself, Al Henderson and Eamon did an, an Everyone Anything panel on what makes a good autobiographical comic. And you know, it's like with panels. You, I think last sort of really embarrassing set of panels I saw was at the last London Super Comic Con, where I saw there was literally nobody at a panel once. Um, I won't, I won't say who's running it, but he used to work at Orbital. And, um, this one, there was loads of people. We had loads of people in the audience. That's brilliant. Of, Loads of good questions. People, it became like a chatty, conversational one with the audience and everything. Really good. That's good. Um, I like when there's a bit of back and forth with the audience. Yeah, you're not sort of like you're not sort of mega celebs, are you? That above no, talking not to the at all. Like, yeah, exactly. You're not above talking to the peons, as it were. You're like we're, <laughs> yeah, all, we're yeah. all the same. Like, like <laughs> you know when we, <laughs> you know when we did the uh, one at uh, Leamington. Yeah, in that little room, and Jay was there. Jay Gunn and. We was talking to a couple of the audience members, a bit of back and forth. Yeah, I think you got when to people it, yeah. laughed in the audience, I was like, "This is great." Yeah, <laughs> we yeah. made a joke and someone's laughed. I know there was a bit of that as well. People were sort of laughing about stuff, and we recommended some books. And there was, kind of, there was I mean, more than three or four people had notebooks out. And we're taking notes of the books we mentioned are worth getting, and you know, we're directing people out to tables. And I know Roger had to cut the sales off the back of the panel because he does he does an autobiographical sort of diary book as well. The plays the thing. Um, I had me and Eamon both bought, bought copies along and we he sketched in them and um, signed them and then we put them back in the raffle, which was nice. So that's quite quite cool. Oh, nice one. Um, and then later on in the day, I did draw a drawing panel with Chris Imber. So Chris was, um, Kev says, oh, it's, it's, it's sometimes difficult to draw and talk at the same time, you know, and take questions from the audience at the same time as you're drawing. So he said, would you mind helping Chris out? And I said, I don't know, no problem at all. So I sort of had a microphone and was sort of asking questions, got got it all warmed up and then sort of handed it over to the audience, carried the mic around for audience members to ask him, oh, you know, what kind of brush pen are you using there? And, you know, what's, you know, how do you, how do you get past sort of mental blocks when you're drawing? And, you know, it was all nice questions and it was lots of pens and paper handed out in the audience. So it was like a family one where the family would sit there and the kid would be drawing, you know? Um, oh, nice I have to say it was funny because before we started out, the start of the panel, I said to Chris, you know, I'm going to ask for an audience suggestion for you to draw something, but I can aim it towards something. Is there anything you know you think you'd like to draw? You know, would be easier. You know, and he said, "Oh yeah, good idea." Because we don't, I don't have to. Somebody says, "I'll oh, draw a load of horses or something." You know, draw an yeah. army approaching. So he said, "Oh, maybe Deadpool or something like that." You know, Spider Man. Someone said, "Oh, brilliant." Okay, so I said, "Oh, welcome everyone. This is the Chris Imber Drawing Panel." Um, Chris says he can draw absolutely anything. Any suggestions? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see, mugged him off. Brilliant. <laughs> Just looked at me, shook his head, oh, like this. Yeah. <laughs> but he actually got a Wolverine, so it was quite a good one. Oh, and that right. was nice. Um, I got, as I say, I got a couple of gifts. I got um, the lovely pages from Hidden Lies from Johnny, um, and also got a, um, a trade and a drawing from Eamon of the Thing. Um, I bought Eamon, I found on eBay uh, um, a J. Jonah Jameson action figure, which I gave to him as a sort of you're the editor in chief of DUI. So he's got that. And that was quite nice. Genuinely, a real nice sense of community. Um, I think real, real um, Johnny was Johnny Cannon was texting me saying it's, it's you know he found it quite inspiring you know the enthusiasm pushing us into doing comics and stuff and there was a real sense of friendliness and everyone was at each other's tables and laughing and joking and yeah it was all right man it was good it was the Nottingham we've loved in the past you know it really was oh brilliant um, it's kind of yeah. a return to form 
not saying there's anything wrong before then, but kind of no, just with COVID. You know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, yeah. Mm. yeah, I think I think um, watch this space for the date of the next one. I think there might be a slight change up, but uh, okay. I was having a little little chat with um, Kel before I left, um, but yeah, always good. Um, yeah, that's it. I, I, there's not much else I can say. And just I had a ball yeah. we'll back next year. Ah, oh, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. it's good. Yeah, o- October's a hell of a month, isn't it? For like, that's no, mad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm, I'm through it now because I'm not doing Thought Bubble. Yeah. I'm through it now, so I've, I'm, I haven't got any sort of immediate ones. I've got Angolim in January, yeah. and that's it at the moment. And on the mart at the end of November. Yeah, yeah. Hard yeah. for me. Like October, November at, at my work is fucking nuts. Like really, really busy. Yeah. So uh, it's it's tough to do fucking cons in that time. Yeah. You know, it's like fucking. You just as soon as you get up, start fucking work, 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 and then by the time the evening rolls around, you got to think, oh fuck, now I've got to do this. It's yeah. Yeah. you don't you always have the, the the energy to kind of pump into it. Mm. So, that's um, what we do. It's what we do yeah. as small press creators. So yeah. we we hope and uh, hope you all had a great time at Nottingham Comic Con. If you were there, if you were tabling, yes. if you were selling or whatever. Likewise to um, any of the Indian small press people who who went back to MCM. This weekend, saw a lot of that on the yeah. yeah big shout out to media. um to everyone who went there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, lot of uh, really good creators who were there who are no doubt absolutely shattered as we speak. They'll be getting home around now, about somewhere yeah. reporting, reporting, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that, you know, um, hope you're all doing happy, healthy, and well. Obviously, with the with these huge shows as well, um, I think there is there is there more of a um, not fear. Um, health concerns, obviously, with um, whether it, I mean, con crud was always a thing anyway. I mean, I say this, I've just got over a cold, and all I did was work in a fucking office for a couple of weeks. Um, <laughs> not many but, masks yesterday. I saw some, uh, um, some bloke, he was clearly, he was a sort of, it's a rude, don't want to say, but like severely overweight, bald headed dude wearing a mask. And I yeah. guess that must be because he's got some health problems, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I saw with people yeah, with masks yeah. on. Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I mean, with some of these big shows, I mean, I, I think there would be. I mean, I personally, if I did them, I'd come back and I'd be testing and stuff because I know, like New York, people were picking up some stuff. Weren't they? What was the other American show? Big one that um, Heroes. That's where I got it from. Was Heroes. Mm. Yeah. So as always, we hope you're um, healthy and doing Natural okay. Sex in it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, well, like if you're going to pick it up, you're going to pick it up. You can only kind of insulate yourself. So you much. sleeping around, Dan. You're going to get it eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shall I do the John Otway joke? He loves no one. Uh, <laughs> oh, John couldn't make it actually yesterday. Shame, missed him. Uh, I think his car broke down. I think. Yeah. Had to buy some more bleach. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> love you, love you, John. Please don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. Um, no, and also with uh, Thought Bubble being a, a big one, we'll probably put a, we're going to put out a shout out to some of the creators that we know and love, and people that you can check out there. Honestly, I'm not seeing as many books. I put it on a blog post this week. I'm not seeing as many books coming up around Thought Bubble this year. Usually by now we are flooded with review copies, aren't we? Yeah, not seeing yeah, anything. Yeah. I think that's yeah. been that's been across the board. I think um, for a lot of shows. I mean. Um, well, I thought that was the big one, though. Should I, I mean, say, thought that uh, was the big indie show. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. when we had Chloe on, she said it was four creators, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, I just haven't seen. Yeah, kind of not been hit with like some big releases of small press stuff, and no. yeah, uh, I've I've gone further afield to find stuff, yeah. and you can find the diamond in the rough occasionally, yeah, you can. Yeah. but like a lot of times, like, oh fucking hell, like yeah. They, the other one I got the other day, I backed Kickstarter and I thought, I'll give this a punt. And it turned up and they were like trying to launch their own 
like superhero universe with like yeah, it's like, like, yeah. like man what are you trying to do this for you, you, you put out one issue and you're looking at oh we're going to be the next marvel so you, you're not going to be <laughs> yeah or yeah. and i know i just did an autobiography panel about it but covid diaries i think i think we're done now guys yeah you know what i mean interesting yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. i was kind of bored of it at the time yeah, it was the worst, <laughs> most boring period of human history, later, and everyone's yeah. doing fucking books about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone w- watched the whole of Netflix. What did they occur to them though? You know, they didn't fight a dinosaur, did they? Or uh, you know, uh, explore the Amazon? Oh, I'll do a comic about this. You, yeah. you know, you're talking about oh, bio comics. I kind of thought there's a period in my life which I could do an autobiography comic about. Yeah, and I thought there's a little period, and I think that would be quite interesting to some people. Yeah, not all people. Yeah, I think the memoir thing—if you've got—if you've had that interesting aspect of your life, yeah, I think it can be interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That what you mean when it was you were all over the chisel and that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, when I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before he really mastered it, Dan Dan Vanguard, the orgy years. Yeah, God, yeah. <laughs> are you? Are you? Well, every single ahead of me. They're, they're coming up because I ain't fucking Adam. So <laughs> are you every single post on that Twitter account? Fesshole. Is that you? Every single one of you. <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are fucking brutal. I know they are. Yeah. Fucking hell. Just like, how? How did someone come? Up? I know this is real because no one could have come up with this. Yeah. You know, no one could have imagined this. This is fucking mental. I saw one today where it was something like, "Oh, um, my boyfriend forgot my birthday." So to get revenge on it, I just slept with a random bloke. Then I found out he'd been organising me a secret birthday party, and I still feel bad now. How is that? <laughs> how is that revenge on him? No, you debased know. yourself to get one over on someone else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. God, <laughs> Jesus. Christ. If you want to fuck over your boyfriend, uh, give one of the posts in the OPs. Yeah, so I will give our email out later. No, yeah. Jesus Christ! Well, not Sarah, not Sarah don't, be don't, receptive don't stop to that. Hey, yeah. I will stop your fun. I've been stopping it for seven years now. I'm going. Dan- to- Daniel and I are both available for random sex. <laughs> given, given the right person. <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there because they're both yeah, married. Please do, and I can uh, blackmail them with it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, if they listen to this on Halloween, the old uh, wife's out. So got the house to myself. <laughs> she's out. She's out with the kids trick or treating. Oh, Perfect oh, time. I've been sitting there. My wife is a witch. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh, do you know what? That's one to use I, today on the thirty first. I should, I should really just, just send her a, a just a link. She won't with a, listen. With a, she with won't a, listen with a timestamp. Just <laughs> check out this bit. <laughs> <laughs> Not tomorrow night, though, Vince. She'd be out. Yeah, she's in she? Yeah, out with the girls. <laughs> Somebody yeah. put in our group, our group chat at work. It says something about oh. Somebody's saying that um, um, Putin is the third Antichrist or something, and someone said, put in the chat, well, aren't we with the first two? And I said, I'll ask Mrs. E. <laughs> Didn't get a single like. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, it's quite fitting that it's the Halloween episode because I, yeah. I actually podcast with a couple of monsters. Yeah. I, think, I think we can agree. <laughs> the veil was dropping. The veil, the, veil, the veil is dropping, and as their true visage is being shown to the world, I'm just going to step back <laughs> <laughs> and let the zombie masses consume them. We could do I, a Vanguard orgy issue, couldn't we? Like they did in the the boys when they had that thing. Didn't you they? could do. Yeah. What do you want? Oh, I'd have to get oh, legal oh, representation on that if you ever decided to try and do. 
I was thinking I could bring I've got like my recommend coming up but I think we could have a discussion about that in is in a gateway into talking about horror comics oh do you think what do you mean well the comic I'm going to talk about obviously is a horror title and what what's done within that book or should we leave oh, that for the... Yeah, let's, yeah, we can talk about it when you do it, can't we? Yeah, yeah that's there okay, is a yeah, 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 I've, yeah, got, yeah. I've got that similar yeah, one as well, haven't yeah. I, to mention? Because we're, yeah. we're, we're into the, the the horror of the show now. And, of course, it's it's Halloween. And we're going to talk about some spooky books. No, uh, <laughs> just horror in general. Um, and, like I say, we've got some fun. We've got some great recommendations for you. But here, here's that. And it's just the three of us bobbing for apples. Mm. Do people do that these days? I don't know what that is. Is that a countryside thing? Oh, of course, you don't get apples where you are. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're going to get water or bobbins. Yeah. Bobbins? Oh, my God. It's going to be a real uphill. Um, but... You don't have hills either. <laughs> no, no, you don't. What, do you live in Holland? What happened to your voice then? Shout, shout out <laughs> to all our Dutch listeners, by the way. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but no... Indie horror, specifically with um, small small press um, creators, it, it seems like over the past like five years or so, that's the one that's still going the strongest. And it's maybe it's because the likes of Afterlight Comics, etc., are you know pushing the boundaries and still. I mean, Joe's doing amazing. Work, yes. what, what, yeah. what he's done yeah. with, it, with that stuff and which is why he's been a past Halloween guest um, I think he's played like 21 comics or something like that it's, wow. it's I think that's what he had at MCM um, but it's always a fruitful genre isn't it for like indie comics and, and creatives do you think it's more evergreen than for, for the indies than say superheroes and things I think the easy, the easy answer to that is that horror it lends itself to being a one-off story. And, yes. Um, yes. Indie small press comics lend themselves to being one-off stories because you know to, to do a continuing story, people don't have the same investment in them. Do they? Mm. When it you comes know? to the, when it comes to the genre, I mean, I, um, do you think horror works best as one-offs than on? I think so. I agree. Yeah. I think so. Or a short story with minis. I think you know one of the two. Yeah, I mean, yeah. to me, the, to me, the, the greatest horror comics ever were the EC comics, and because mm. they were just so chocked full of ideas. You know, yeah. it's like watching a, you know, an Outer Limits or a Twilight Zone or a Alfred Hitchcock. Yeah, exactly. Or you know, they're, yeah. they're kind of like the overall. It uses this framework, but each one's a different story. Yeah, yeah standalone. The, the narrative tempo. It's like a joke, isn't it? You got the. Uh, the sort of the building up, you know, the, the introduction, the build up, and then the the stinger at the end. There's always got to be mm. some sort of twist or stinger. It's it the always same. tells the unexpected or something like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. that's all they did, wasn't it? That was their big thing. Yeah, I think I mean, that works well with horror. Yeah. As a writer, if you had to come up with that twist every issue, like yeah. as a single writer, I don't know how you do it. I can yeah. do it. I'd be the more you get used to stuff, the less you, the more prolonged you are exposed to something, the less shocking and you know surprising it can be. Yeah, I don't I think necessarily well. think it has to be a twist, though, does it? Because a lot, no, a lot of um, certainly if we go to these EC books and like even with a lot of stuff you read now, we can telegraph it. We know what's going to happen because the person you introduced to at the beginning is usually not a very nice person, and hmm. the, the way you know. We're looking forward to seeing them get their just desserts. The, the sort of originality is in, like you say, Dan, like how you execute that that yes. final sort of bit, isn't it? And, and mm. you don't, and you don't have to show. 
too much of it. I mean, if you go back to those EC comics, I mean, a lot of that was just the last panel or, or like, you know, the last page, wasn't it? Of, of, of like someone's dead relative returning from the grave and that was the whole, oh no, and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think the thing is, if you're going to prolong a story, which is a horror comic, yeah, I think it has to be has to be combined with something else. So the, probably the biggest example of that ever is The Walking Dead, isn't it? Which had yes. some real sort of shock moments in it. Yes. But it's also... You know, a political allegory, and it's also a soap opera. Yeah, Walking Dead, isn't it? You know, I think, you have I think to also, those. yeah, I think you have to. Um, you almost have to treat it like a mystery as well, which I um, I know Cullen Bunn's obviously done quite a few horror books, and I know like Harrow County was like it, it reached an end, and mm. there, like you say, there are those six issue. It's, it's like they're, they're almost individual books, aren't they? You have got like the volume one is mm. one story, and there, there's a through arc, but there's there's very definite arcs to it, but there's an ongoing mystery going throughout. I think that's, for me, that's when it works best, that when you pick up, when you see these graphic novels or these collections of the ongoing series, you could pick up one volume and have a story. You have a complete story there. I mean, as it should be with all comics, you shouldn't be lost if you pick it up. You know, you, you should get enjoyment from volume four, even if you haven't read the other three. Yeah. Um, I think with yeah. horror, horror, maybe there's more chance to do that if you're telling these self-contained stories. I mm. think it's harder with a superhero genre. You pick up volume four of a certain, uh, take an Invincible. Uh, that's probably that's a that's a bad example, but you know, take a book like that, um, and you kind of have to already be invested in certain things, don't you? By the time you know, you need to. Yeah, the whole this comic could be your first comic theory has gone out the window fucking very much recently, isn't it? It has, yeah. hasn't it? Yeah. It really has. Yeah. Man, you pick up a fucking X Men Krakatoa book, you'd yeah. be like, "What the fuck is going on?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, which is even a, the writer normally don't know on that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a problem, I think, all the way through comics. Anyway, as soon as you build up a cast of characters, and as a series goes on, and you develop those characters, and those story arcs get bigger, you're only creating more problems for new readers, aren't you? In some way. Yeah, but it's, the trouble is if you don't go deep enough and you, it's the surface level all the yeah. time, yeah. people would start, well, there's nothing more than this. Yeah, and, and you have so to care. It, it's that thing of constantly, like, it's a big thing at the moment about, like, uh, canon, like, keeping up with the, the the previous stories and keeping the canon of stories. You just think, oh, fuck it, I do my own thing. Mm. And invariably, when you usually say, fuck it, I do my own thing, you end up pissing off the people with long-term readers yeah. and then usually yeah. you don't have the skill enough to please the short-term readers yeah. because you decided just to take an easy route. Yeah. I know uh, opinion, opinions really differ on this, but like yeah. I'm, I'm a Canon junkie completely. Yeah. Do yeah. you think, do you think it's like um, with the horror genre? And I mean, we're talking, obviously these are all our opinions. We're all, even though we don't all make horror, comics exclusively no. we're all massive fans of the genre like massive fans of the the genre um whether it be books or movies or you know novels etc um in terms of like to get a, to get someone invested in your comic you've got to have them care about your characters don't you do you think that's easier or more difficult to do with a genre book like a horror book or you know um because usually the horror books don't have such a large cast of characters compared to some other genres like a sci-fi or a, a superhero book um normally they're they're a little bit smaller and personal aren't they do you think do you think that gives 
gives you a little bit of an advantage when crafting characters to well, you've got to build out your characters quickly it depends on like i guess with any story you kind of got to have them locked in before stuff starts happening to them so you're not the only give a shit about them but you kind of get a read on them so they're yeah. not just some faceless character that gets offed on page 10 yeah yeah i, uh, I think obviously with horror as well uh the it may be a basic way of looking at it but horror sometimes it's cliches work for it if you're telling a, if you're take, telling a one shot of here's a nasty person by the end they get their just desserts or here's a n- really nice person and something bad happens to them or they're haunted or things like that it's a, a little easier do you think it's a little easier to I don't know really I kind of find that cliches? I I find it more interesting when they you think they're going to and they don't I think to play with preconceptions I think you've got to play these days with you know the cynical reader of comics that we are mm. I think as soon as we see two people sleeping with each other we know they're going to get an axe through the head aren't we yes. you know <laughs> kind of think you know we need to we need to play with that a bit more um, yeah not just give exactly what yeah it's you're programmatical expecting. comic writing isn't it really that I think I think it works it has worked you know you know what I did last summer and fucking yeah, Halloween yeah, and everything, yeah, yeah. everything yeah. we've ever seen you know it sort of works with that but I think comics have got to be cleverer than that. I think. I mean, you know, the, do you think with this particular genre, there's more scope to be cleverer with it? I think you can be you can be really off the wall with comics horror. I think it's something like Ice Cream Man or something like that. You know, mm. or um, Department of Truth, for example, is a horror book. Essentially, oh yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. I think I think you, there's the opportunity to to really go and fly so fancy that you can't elsewhere. Um, yeah. Especially with the sort of psychedelia and you know the sort of trippy yeah. nightmare sort of situations. I think there is. I mean, it's Sandman really. I mean. I've tried to watch that Sandman TV series, but it's not—it's not a patch on the comic, you know. Mm. You just still can't do it. There's a lot of like yeah. uh, bigger titles as well that always crop up in these these horror lists and things like that. That my, me personally, I don't consider they're more uh, fantasy books than uh, horror okay. books. Um, that yeah, there's certainly horror elements to them. Like, like for instance, take a Hellboy or a BPRD. A classic. I don't look. think of them as horror books. I, I think don't. Of them as adventure books. Yes, I think of fanci- yeah. adventure fantasy books. Yes, there's the horror elements. And Almost stuff. like pulpy, you know, like Doctor yeah, yeah, Savage yeah, yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they but sh- sure enough, they usually they're always sort of put thrown into the genre when other books are probably missed a little bit. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Um, so one thing I was having a bit of a wine uh, this week, Tian, is off the back of an article you wrote. And it was like, if you're going to put out a title, say a horror title, don't put out a horror title that a publisher would put out because you're a small press creator. You can do, yeah. you're not bound by anything. So do what you fucking want. Just go nuts. I think yeah. people do comply. You know, they follow the cliche in yes. horror in all mediums. But I think they feel that, you know, oh, we'll do this. I time. Can't, can't go too far here. So, Why not? Yeah. All right. You put it at a camp, but give it another spin. You know, you can do anything. You don't have right, to put it in a ha- yeah haunted house, but give it another spin. You know, there's all these sort of cliches that we seem to adhere to. And I think people think oh, I'm going to write a horror book now. You know, and they, you think, oh, come on, mate, make it original. You know, yeah, yeah. There has to be, and certainly there, you, you have a lot of like these um, indie creators who go to work for the big two, and then they they put out a horror book, and because it, and it's usually sometimes just a novel twist on something already established. That's, mm-hmm. and, but you know, because they've done that, all of a sudden it's like, wow, this is revolutionary. Well, not necessarily. It's just it, they've just made it well. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's just, um, but I mean, comics journalism. A lot of comics journalism and clickbait sites just like to talk about the new big thing anyway, and then forget about it. On, yeah, we've got that. Yeah. We've got that coming up in the quiz. It's, it's almost embarrassing. You know, yeah. it's yeah. embarrassing. Yeah. It's yeah. embarrassingly obvious. But that's right? the yeah. that's the fucking everything. That, all over 
yeah. video games, TVs, film, everything. Yeah. All been sort of watered down, not to upset yeah. anyone, and just yeah. to comply to what the expectations when it shouldn't be. I watched that Cronenberg, new Cronenberg this week, and it fucking blew my mind, man. You know, and oh really? Like Ice, Ice Cream Man and Department of Truth and these sort of books. I just think that fucking that's where we should be going. Mm. The, the things we can do, and yet there's another fucking Halloween movie out. Who cares? You know? Yeah. yeah. There's shit a lot as well. There's a, I heard yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. Um, I don't know. Um, like you say, indie, the independent and the small press is the space to really test it, to really, you know, do some dangerous thing. Not d- dangerous or a, a Dif- different, different. Like, yeah, in, you know. Um, and that's not to say you have to go out and do over the top disgusting things. Um, yeah. And I, th- I think that's for for some people that's a real shortcut, isn't it? When they think of horror, in order to be different, I have to be graphic. You don't have yeah. you don't have to, and that's some. Uh, I find that sometimes a lot of that just turns me off to it. Do you know what I mean? Hmm. I I I like atmosphere in comics, which is a real strange thing to say because atmosphere is usually what you when you when I'm, you have I'm, sound. I'm the opposite, man. I love a bit of gore me in a comic. I really uh, do. Yeah, it yeah, just, I do. It, in the right place. In the right place, but when it's too much, it just becomes. It, for me, it's it's the explosions in a Michael Bay film. There's so many that it just loses its appeal. Saying that, sometimes I can really appreciate the penmanship on show. True. When, I'm you know, like, when someone's hanging well, off the end of a cliff on someone's guts. I love that sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and certainly we but have like, talked about some graphic and violent stuff on on this show over, over the past few years but so my golly's our final Halloween which I've, I've reviewed in past shows I really like the concept of that of like they've got to return back to this place a year later because the, sh- the shame shit's going to happen and they've lost one of their friends in the process yeah. and that was written in a one off but then went to a four and yeah. uh, that was a great concept I, I really enjoyed that and yeah uh, like I said, if it's got a strong concept, and you think, "Oh shit, I wonder where this is going to go," and blah yeah. blah blah, do you know what I mean? That that, that appeals as well. But yeah, I mean, that, what's the 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 one where the fucking suicidal people go to the camp and let, let's all die? Yeah, that, let's. That, what a fantastic spin on yeah, that! See, that yeah. was a good example yeah. of a twist yeah. on something. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's perverting your conceptions of what it should be, isn't it? You know, yeah. and it's playing with your mind around it, and I love I mean, that. That twisted and twisted the game because like all these people go in there to get killed because they're suicidal, mm. and then someone turns up who's done it by accident and but wants I, to live, and then the whole dynamics again shifted. I think that's a good example of, and this can apply to any any genre really, but it's where horror, especially, seems to be oh just one idea. Mm. So what if vampire? If what if Dracula was a, a robot? You know, and then they do a yeah. film, and you need more than that. It's the same with all. You need to actually sit down and think. Right, well, well that's okay as a sort of general idea, but there needs to be much more than that. Yeah, I think in small press horror, especially, we see these things that oh, what if she was a vampire hunter, but she was a vampire herself, or do you know what I mean? No, so what, yeah, is, yeah. what if Frankenstein was, a, you know, a, a muskrat? You know, yeah. all this sort of thing. You know? If I'm gonna, uh, if I'm gonna throw in a very uh, strange and lazy metaphor, as I love to do from time to time. Um, it's like if you write your synopsis, this amazing, like you say, Tony, what if this vampire is, is such and such? That'd be a good story. If you write that on elastic band, right, and then stretch it as far as it can go, can you still read it? Is it still readable? Because <laughs> yeah. when you have these ideas, and I've had a million of these, you know those one-line pitches? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that'd work. And then once you get past it, once you get past the first paragraph... I don't know what I'm doing with this, and I don't know 
why hmm. anyone would care. Where's it going? Is it, what's the con- yeah, where do yeah. you tell this? I mean, ideas, you can have a fucking dime a dozen, but it's the actual yeah. fashion in it and telling it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Building it. Did you think, I, in the end, it, it also comes back to characters? You, know, you have to be invested. In, we have to care about our characters, don't we? And if you're not yeah. really invested, I mean, we've watched a million of these sort of slasher movies where it's like, yeah, it's funny, but I don't, I don't care about any of these people. Yeah. Um, but most when time you... I'm actively wanting them to fucking die because they're so <laughs> yeah. obnoxious. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if you if you're gonna do things like that, um, write them to be a certain way, but you you know don't spend at the same time don't spend too much time on them. I mean, I mean, Murder Road was a forty pager, and that I can tell you that that yeah, there was a cast of characters. And there were some that I thought a lot more about than others because I knew mm. I knew some were um, like an archetype. They, they, it was sort of like, well, we, we'll be able to get what this this guy's about within one page just because of how belligerent and what a dickhead he is. Once that's established, you're just waiting for him to die, and that's uh, that's hopefully you know when he spoilers he did die um, when that happens. That's no surprise. Whereas the other characters, hopefully, you get you have to you have to sand the edges a little bit more. You have to develop them. You have got to potentially show hints to a background that they'll never see. Like I had, I had small like paragraph. I had small you know writing of like the main characters that no one will ever know because there's the mystery. The, I, I love the mystery of horror as well. You don't need to tell everyone everything. You can yeah. you can you can give them a hint to. Oh, here's a hint to something that happened in the back, you know, in the past. Isn't there the, the, the tragedy of uh, in the end of Murder Road spoilers that uh, the mum sacrifices herself to? Yeah, I'm not right. She sacrifices herself yeah. to save her yeah. sort of daughter, and it goes into the car. But that's like an eternity of suffering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's not so uh, great. Uh, but, but, yeah. So, but it's got that horror sting. But hopefully, by the time I've dropped that exclamation mark. It's done enough work, which is, which to be honest, and I'll be completely honest, over 40 pages to do a lot of things with it, it's really difficult to get these sort of tempos and hit these sort of marks. Hmm. So I looked at that more like a, like the pacing of a movie. Do you know what I mean? Like a 90-minute John Carpenter film. That was how I yeah. treated it. It was sort of like, okay. right, I need to get that bit in, that bit in, that bit in. And hopefully by the end, people get an idea story. Of, yeah, yeah. of where it was going. So you can't spend... And I, I've read quite a few... Um, so I'll try to read some horror comics, and there's ones that look absolutely glorious. And sh- I'm not I'm not going to name drop them, but uh, you know, if I did, I'm sure there'd be people listening that'd be like, "Oh, I love that book; it's amazing." But when I've tried to read it, there's so many speech bubbles, there's so much dialogue, it's so so heavy that I'm thinking, "This is this is hard work," and this is right at the beginning of a story. Okay, it's hard work to get into. I think you kind of need to. Yeah, you've got to draw the reader in, but it is a sense of Delusion. A- atmosphere. And like also yeah. like, right, here you are. It's like watching a yeah, like 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 a movie or TV. It's sort of like if you don't get me before the credits roll at the beginning, then you're, there, you're out. Yeah, yeah. I try, trying to think to you horror books that you've done. Would you say the uh Atomic Hercules, the the Nazi one? That's pretty I, fucking horror. I suppose so, yeah. I mean it's more comedy. I mean I actually think um he's put it um, Pete's put Tony Osmond in the horror section, and it is. I mean, it's a tale of a man who who believes that he, you know, he's mm. deranged and, and kills an audience and a whole theater full of people with a machine gun. So it kind of is, isn't it? You know, yeah. yeah. But I guess it's horror. horror everything, I suppose, everything we do at tribute has that sort of satirical edge yeah. to it as well. You know, 
which you kind mm. of you can do. You can have that in a, in a movie, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm drawn. I'm drawn to horror, but I'm bored by it very easily. I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, I sometimes got- I, I really want to like some horror books more than I actually do. Yeah. Yeah, and I'll, or I'll be like, "That's a really good first issue." Yeah, it can be like you hear a concept, you go, "Oh, that sounds good," and then yeah. the execution comes on, you're like, Ugh. "Yeah," which is why I guess the one shots are so appealing. Sometimes, you know, you you get that, you know, or like the EC sort of stories. You know, you, you read them, you get your fix, and then you're out. You move on to the oh, next. Oh, that was one of my favourite reading periods. I did a um, me and Eamon did an episode just on EC comics, Bernie Craigstein mainly, but on EC, and I read every horror comic that EC put out and it was such an experience, man. They were so tightly told and well told. Where did done you get by really, from? Uh, mostly you can buy them all on Comicsology. I did buy a lot of reprints and stuff like that as well. Um, but yeah, just beautifully told. Some of the artists, man, they got Krigstein, you know, Master Race is probably, mm. is, is quoted as one of the best comics ever made. Yeah. Um, and just, just every single one. I mean, to be fair, if you if you read any interviews or to read into the history of it, they were nicking the ideas from everywhere. You know, especially sort of dime novels and episodes of The Outer Limits, and you know all this sort of thing. They were just nicking ideas from wherever they could find them. Um, and they actually had to credit a couple of people who sort of took took them to task. You know, some well known writers, but mm. yeah, they're just that's the mine, man. That's the mine everyone should go to, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's a reason why, like you know, so Would, so many creators. So, so if you're going to get into kind of like writing horror stuff, you think right, that's the place to kind of go I and think see so. how it's done. Yeah, it's like a bit like sort of Future Shocks in 2008, isn't it? They know how to tell a tale, mm. you know. Um, which is essentially our horror stories, aren't they? There's well. a real pacing. Yes. Yeah. What was the average mm. length to uh, like an EC book? Was it just like, not long? Is- yeah, well, a, a story was what eight, ten pages, something like that. Yeah, I think it was actually even shorter. Than that. I think I, I think Master Race was eight or nine, and I think they gave him a couple of extra pages because they were so in love with what he was doing. Hmm. Yeah, I think they were generally shorter than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. Yeah, I mean, and like when it comes to horror, when you don't have as many pages, you really got to you got to hit them. Yeah, which is what UK comics. You look at something like Misty or Scream or something like yeah. that. You know, they were doing that, weren't they? Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Oh God, the screen. Two thousand AD and Torno, you know, and all these yeah. sort of people were doing it as well, you know. Yeah, screen books. Yes. It I mean, was a Dread lot of... is a fucking horror comic in a way, isn't it? Yeah. Fucking awful. You know. Yeah, and there's certainly a lot of horror elements to um, a lot of those sort of two thousand AD sort of. You know, yeah, meltdown man and this sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and certainly, I mean, science fiction blends into horror so many times, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, you know, ever since I, th- I think sort of like. Well, there's always been the the relationship between sci-fi and horror, but I think from probably seventies onwards, it really kicked into gear. Well, I'd make the argument that the most popular comic horror character ever is the Joker. Oh yeah, 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 completely. Yeah, he can be, and it it gets me sometimes. Like when people are surprised, like when he's treated as like a horrific figure. It's like no, he he is. (laughs) You do know he's he's a serial killer. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, with a sort of painted on grin, and depending how they deal with it. But yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, but also at the same time, how dark do we want our Batman stories to be? You know, yep, that's another some, one. Uh, yeah, it can be. Sometimes when they're dark, it's just too oh, it's just grim, isn't it? 
Yeah, um, I'd rather have them dark than just full of loads of people now in the Bat family. I don't care about around <laughs> yeah. 14 Robins and, you know, yeah, yawn. Yeah. Well, I still like Batman when we're working on these jacks, but... Yeah. That's me. Brave and the Bold, something like that. We teams yeah. up with Commandy or something. You know, that's all right by me. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I... Um, uh, horror's all, always down to personal tastes. What what kind of horror you like? What it's um, maybe more so than a lot of genres within comics. It's oh, a... So let's have a question then. What what kind of horror do you keep away from? I'm going to. I'll start. What you're thinking? I keep away from any kind of horror that has an animal attacking humans. A bit like what was that? The Hound of Dracula. I can't watch that because I like dogs. Okay, you know what I mean. Leopard Night of what was that? Night yeah, of the Rabbit yeah, yeah, or yeah. that fucking <laughs> film. It's supposed to be really yeah. boring. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, you know all those giant tarantula and giant ants, Kingdom of the Ants, and all this sort of thing. I can't watch them. I quite like animals. I'm not really interested in that. They don't mind dinosaurs, but not animals. Yeah. Okay. I'll keep away from that. In comic form, I wouldn't watch a thing about a killer dog. Really. Although I did read that one about dogs, but they weren't the killers, were they? In that one, that Tony Fleece did. Straight oh, straight, straight dogs. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, that was yeah. a brilliant. But yeah. they weren't, they weren't the baddies. Yeah, I don't yeah. like it when a dog or a cat or something is the baddie or a squirrel or something. Yeah, I can't watch that. yeah, I can't read that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. What about you guys? What would you Think keep away my from? One kind of, I don't mind exploitation stuff. But when like you see like those Nazi zombie films, like yeah. the snow ones, and just like I quite like that first one. Yeah, I don't mind the first one, but like there, there seems to be, to be an endless fucking loads of them coming out. I'm just like okay, or like they they. They, there's a lot of like post Walking Dead stuff, which is like oh, and strippers zombie, versus zombies, zombie world and stuff. And you're like, okay, yeah. What have you got to say about this that hasn't been said fucking a million times already? It's not that I'm like object to it. I just feel like I, I just don't think you've got anything to say here. Yeah, and, I mean, I watched Day of the Dead when it came out. Yeah, you know the Romero, and I that fucking freaked me out. Yeah, and I, mean, uh, I think kind of they those those movies kind of said it all for me. I didn't really need anything else. To be fair. Well, I think yeah. one of the strengths of the Walking Dead was the fact that like it carried on this question of like what happens to humanity after this has happened, and then try and play it out to its end. And but like in Day of the Dead, that the, the world's fucked at that point. Like there's no. Oh, it's yeah. awful. There's like oh. half a dozen people left arguing with each other. Yeah. yeah, all looking a bit sweaty. Yeah. Uh, what about you, V? Something you stay away from. Uh, anything sort of torture porn, <clears throat> torture porny, um, just um, some just the real sadistic stuff. That's just sort of like it, there's no real point to it. Um, I've some... seen the first hostel when I was like, I, "This not for me." Yeah, it's like, if it's what? your cup of tea, fine. I, I like the first like... hostel. I yeah, really I, I didn't it. mind it, but I was for like, me I don't mind because it's kind of it could happen. Yeah, I suppose, you know. Um, I guess the same with the saws. I've seen like one or two of those, and I'm just not fussed by them. Yeah, I've not seen them. To be fair, uh, first saw is very good. Yeah, first, first saw is first saw is great, but that's a thriller. That's a, yeah. that's a crime thriller, and then they just become torture porn and um, watchable. Yeah. What about what about comics? though? what kind of comics would you veer away? From? Um, it's the same, same sort of thing, but um, also I'm done with zombies. Hmm. I, I've been done for several years with zombies. Although I will say, sometimes a zombie idea pops into my head. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You, you do sort of think, "Oh, right, you could do a story with this." Oh, no, yeah, but you always think, "Man, like it's the execution. How would it yeah. stand apart from all the rest of the fucking comics?" There's one comic that, that popped into my mind, and I've, I, I think there was supposed to be a follow-up, and I picked it up, 
at Thought Bubble last year, and I think you read it beforehand, Vince, and it was the Tomb of the White Horse. Yeah. You remember that? And yeah. I think there was supposed to be another one coming out. So yeah. I think everyone deals with one of the horse from the apocalypse. Yeah. And this was the first one. Really good. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. So they sort of they, they get this crate in this kind of like packing center out in the middle of nowhere in uh snow and cold. I feel like Alaska or somewhere like that. Or some somewhere in the States it's really fucking ice cold in the winter and they start cracking it open and then everything starts going fucking nuts and they start seeing stuff yeah. and but that's it's on one that. of those great sort of like um you got your scenario you got your setup mm. and then you've just got to play it out you know what yeah. i mean it's and i think at the end they've literally like started unleashing the apocalypse on the earth which is quite 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 a lot yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> um i don't know whether the other ones um Oh, I'm just looking for it now. Um, whether they're all actually a continuation or a continuation. Oh, well, um, okay. I'm just looking at them now. So I think I went over to that guy's stand, and you said, "Oh, that's worth a read," and I yeah. picked it up on on your nod. And but then again, like that, you know, if that was just one book, it's fine. Yeah, yeah, happy with that as it is, aren't yeah, you? Really, fine. sort of. You know. I've got, got my got my hit. I wanted to got your dopamine hit out of reading the comic. Like, yeah, <laughs> That's like all that. we care about, isn't it? Yeah. Just uh, the thrills, aren't we? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For those ten minutes that you've got it, um, have there been many uh, sort of horror stories that have actually linked, like in comic stories that have lingered with you? You know, hmm. there's lots of other yeah. Things. Well, that big moment in The Walking Dead where they shoot the woman and something else gets killed at the same time. You know the moment I'm talking oh, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That stayed with me. Um, yeah. Yeah, a couple of the crossed moments when they kill the kids in that opening. Yeah, crossed is pretty fucking yeah. heavy. And the, the, obviously the horse cock, whoever it is. The, um, the, uh, that, series became, that series became something else after Ennis left it, though, didn't it? That was... Yeah, there's a weird Alamore issues. Have you ever read them where they've sort of no. developed their own language and stuff? Yeah, it's a, yeah, goes a bit wrong. But I didn't like the Neonomicon. I read that and no, I was like, "Fucking no, no, hell!" Yeah, I really didn't like that. That, that had a lasting effect. There's a lot of stuff in the early Alan Moore Swamp things, um, you know, involving sort of creatures that are covered in flies and arcane and all that sort of thing. That definitely stuck, that stayed with me. I think okay. Father Father Shandor, Demon Hunter, and Warrior that definitely stayed with me. Um, most because all the, the villains are really sexy ladies in that one. You know, <laughs> very hammer horror. You know? Reading an old Dead World one. This is years ago. I must have been like in secondary school and. Uh, it's got zombie apocalypse and that, but some of the zombies come back and they've got like they remember who they are and got a personality. And this this one sheriff guy kills this biker gang and they all come back and trying to get him and his mates. I was like, that, that was a really good idea at the time. Mm. I did try and fucking find it, but you try and look up Dead World and that thing is impossible to find it. Mm. Uh, okay, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Yeah, there are certain like comic images that definitely sort of live with you, and, and some of the most striking ones can be found on the independent comic circuit. Mm. I think that uh, uh, the Avatar Press one, you know, that, that Rip guy, did, yeah, he did those ones with Warren Ellis, and there's so it's Super Gods, there's yeah, three things, Super Gods, yeah. Black yeah, yeah. Summer, and another one, and they're all kind of superhero, but without a doubt, they're horror titles. Yeah, there like was... Gravel, which is kind of Hellblazer. He did Gravel Avatar as well, didn't he? Which is yeah. kind of like Hellblazer, but he's like a combat magician, XSAS kind of guy. 
Oh, that's well. that yeah. is like they create these beings that think they're going to be gods and end up fucking over humanity and it's an absolute hellscape that they've unleashed on the world and everyone's dying and suffering mm. so I didn't expect this <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and I remember really liking Marvel like... Zombies when it started I remember liking that you know I thought that was a fantastic concept when it started. Yeah, yeah, when yeah. it started, and now oh, it's all about that. Absolutely milked it to death, haven't they? Because it came out of Ultimate Comics, didn't it? Do you remember yeah. where the zombie yes. universe it, invaded yeah. the Ultimate? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I think it was um, Fantastic Four, Ultimate Fantastic. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Started, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah really when he had like the Peter Parker was kind of really fucking torn up about what he had done, but couldn't help himself, and others <laughs> who were just reveling it. And in the end, then they they kill Galactus, and basically they they become like the the, the dimension well world traveling that's right people yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. that was an interesting little concept they played out there mm. yes are, are there any other interesting horror concepts to be found within comics that's that's the question we're always at we want to know the answer it's got to be but like you got to hold those if you've got that idea you got to hold it close to your yeah. chest yeah. Know it's, it's in the telling but yeah yeah I will say some of the um some of the sort of spookier stuff, uh, you know, I find myself more taken with stuff that almost feels a little bit M.R. Jamesy, in a way. M.R. Uh, James? Yeah, you know, the ghost, ghost, story the, the go, ghost story and stuff. Like, uh, Lise April Amelia's sort of hauntings, which is, you know, she's just talking about, like, taking a dog for a walk and getting the feeling like you're being watched. But there's, okay. nothing, there's nothing there. There's nothing there to sort of say, mm. you know, but that brings to mind... Your own experiences, where you think, you know, we all have those experiences where we're like, yeah, I think something's there. Do you know what I mean? I think everyone's had some sort of creepy, creepy experience somewhere, and it may be just meeting us. I think I might have told a story once when I was living at home with my parents. I used to wind up a girlfriend I was seeing at the time, and uh, then end up like, fucking hell. <laughs> I always like, I said there was like the old lady used to live in this house, like she passed away yeah. in that back room there. And if you go up the stairs and look through the, the slats, you know, like the the wooden things holding the handrail up. Sometimes you'll see a flash of her, and she was like, "Don't," because you know I hate all that stuff. And every time I went up the stairs from then on the night, I'd never looked down there. Amazing, <laughs> amazing, amazing. Um, I think Sarah Gordon's work is also great. As yeah, well. there's a lot of um, that's great, <clears throat> and that that brings to mind sort of folk horror, which I think we've spoken about on the show before, which is well, Helena bit, last week. Yeah, there's been a lot. There's been a rise of sort of folk horror over the past like five years as it's come more into the zeitgeist and mainstream media mm. again um and i think i think it's uh i think a well lot you don't that... want the, the safe fucking homogenized stuff that you've seen a million and one times that yeah. we sort of referring to earlier like some of those ideas like what helena was uh developing and showing last week from kind of cultural influences there's yeah. there's stuff there which is like fucking hell that's yeah. really creepy or grim and and also with yeah. that, it can also uh, educate people about stuff mm. that they didn't know before. You know, that's fascinating, like folklore tales and. The I old... mean, they've always got an origin of where these have come from and why they've come about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's just equally as interesting to me as the actual. Yeah. Story yeah. itself, as it were. It's all fascinating, as well as like what people consider to be horror comics. And sometimes they put them into lists, don't they, Tony? Yeah, should we go on to the quiz? We're going on yeah. to the quiz? Okay. We've, I've written a quiz. 
This, this, so as always, <laughs> play along with our little yeah. Halloween themed horror themed quiz. Yeah. Um, no, the, well, that one you just referenced—that's the last bit of the quiz. But it's not a long one. Don't get bored. Um, <laughs> so we're going to start off. We've got um, two questions each under the theme. It's under the horror comics quiz, ACP horror comics quiz. Real names is the first section of my quiz. Ah. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to give you the name of a character, and I'd like you to give me the person's real name or the creature's oh. real name. Okay. Oh, God. Okay. Who's going to go first? Dan, you can go uh, first. Dan B. Daniel, uh, this <laughs> one's in currently in the zeitgeist. Werewolf by Night. What is Werewolf by Night's uh, real name? Is it, it's not John Jameson, is it? No, that's um different. That's a that's man the, wolf. That's man wolf. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah almost. Vince, do you know that yes. one? Yes. Go on. But, um, There's two alternatives. I'll take both of them. I mean, it's, what, of them. it's one of my favourite comic book names, alter ego names of all time, Jack Russell. Jack Russell, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Who wrote that, eh? Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> Brilliant. What's the other one. one? T. The other one is a guy called well, the new. Um, of course, they had to uh, get rid of the old one because everyone liked it at Marvel. So the new one is called Jake Gomez, okay. um, which was in the recent. I think it's like maybe a year or two ago they had a miniseries come out that I read. It wasn't great. Okay, okay next one, Vince. Alec. Oh fuck! I said the wrong name. Right, ready? <laughs> so, <laughs> Swamp Thing. Oh fucking hell! And the thing is, his name is Alec. But yeah, I uh, know this one. Oh God! I uh... um no, I my mind's gone blank. So Dan? Holland, I like Holland. Very oh, good. One shit. one each. We're drawing one each so far. Next one. Who are we back to now? Is it you? Man, yeah. uh, your favourite one from Giant Size Man Thing. Was <laughs> Man Thing's real name? Oh fuck knows. I've got no clue whatsoever. Well, if you watch the recent movie. Yeah. You might know the first name. Which what I, Werewolf by Night? Yeah, which I yeah. loved actually, but um, I kind of I fucking it. hated it. But yeah, we, we'll, we'll agree to differ on that one. I think. <laughs> Vince, <laughs> right. I can't remember Vince. his name. I can't. What do you call him? Barry or Sank? Or I can't remember what he's calling him. Oh no, is it? No, I can't remember. No, no, neither of you. No, no. Ted Salis. Ted. Ted. That's it. Yeah. Ted. Yeah. Uh, who's next? That's me. Vince, preacher. Uh, Jesse Custer. Very good. Point to hey. Vince. Okay, at the end of um, real names, the ACP horror quiz. Vince is leading two to Dan's one. One. Okay. Next up, first and the list and the listeners are doing far better than us. That's normally yeah. yeah. Next up, first appearances. So I'm going to give you the name of a character. You'll get one point to tell me the series, and you'll get two points if you can tell me the issue. Fucking hell. Okay. So I think you're first again, Dan, aren't you? Yes, me. Let's do it. Blade. Blade. Uh, Tomb of Dracula. Very good. One point to Dan. Do you know the number? 32. Number? No, it's number 10. Uh, Vince? Yeah. <laughs> um, in the air. Uh, Moon Knight. Ah, oh, fuck off. <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, no. Go on. It's worth a guess. Come on. Moon Knight, first appearance. Yeah. There is a clue. Well, there is a clue in his name, to be fair. Really? Moon, Moon Knight. Moon Knight. Uh, I don't know. Uh, Werewolf by Night. Yes. <laughs> well done. Um, do, you know, do you know the issue number? 26. 32, almost. Oh. 1975. Um, 
Close. Back to Dan again. Dr. Earl Morbius. So Dr. Michael Morbius. Uh, I think that's going to be uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Very good. Point to Dan. Uh, issue, you know issue 132. Almost 101. Very close. <laughs> now, the next one, Vince. I, I will take one of three answers to this because oh, the character God. appeared on a cover oh, and, in a, and in something else. But um, Hellboy. If you know it, you know it. This one. Oh boy. Mm. Um, Dark Horse okay. presents. Mm, very close. Very close. No. no. I was going to say that, so I don't know. Okay. Well, technically, appeared on the cover of Dime Press number four. He appeared at the, in the San Diego Comic Con comics number two, but his first main appearance was in Next Men. Uh-huh. Wow, fuck. Remember yeah. the John Byrne series? It's, yeah. it's a bit yeah. of a weird one, that, isn't it? How did he um, appear in that? Like a pin up or something? No, he was character in it. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, interesting, isn't it? They did yeah. a lot of the image stuff, didn't they? Like, they first, who's the first appearance of this? Is that what Pitt appeared in a pin up in the back of. In Darker yeah. Image or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Currently, at the end of uh, first appearances, the ACP Horicon uh, round is uh, three to three. Mm. Yeah, you're tied. Okay. Next keeping up, it, keeping it real, exciting. Yeah, it's going well. <laughs> please, please, have the quizzes going. Next up, horror anthologies. Oh, God. So, as we all know, that a lot of horror anthologies would have a host, and I'm going to give you the name of the comic, and you've got to tell me who the host is. Does that make sense? Yes, yeah. makes sense. And cool. And it's uh, Dan first again. Tales from the Crypt. I think that's the Crypt Keeper. Yes, one to Dan. Yes. Oh, I'm, not gonna, um, I'm not going to well, get any of these. That was the only one I would have known. <laughs> you, will, you, will get, you will get this one. Scream. You Fuck. know this, Vince. Come on. Fuck. You know this. Fuck. Oh. Oh. I'm actually, if you imagine a horror scene, I'm tearing my face off <laughs> as we speak. Oh, fuck. Fuck. Come on, I you know, you can see him, can't you? You can see what he looks like. I could see it. Um, no, no, no. Offer it over to Dan. I don't know. No clue. Ghastly McNasty. Ah, oh, I didn't know that. Okay. <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard that name. If <laughs> <laughs> over to it. Dan. Yeah. Over to Dan again. The House of Mystery. Uh, the Hag. No, offer it over to Vince. Um, I'm going to have a guess. Uh, Cain and Abel? Yeah, I'll accept that. So House of Mystery was Cain, House of Secrets was Abel. Ah, yeah. right, uh, Point to Vince. Very good. Uh, and is it is just an extra one who can tell me. Hands on buzzers. Right. Um, not that. Uh, <laughs> oh, right, okay. Who was the host of the British comic Tornado? Tell me the name. And Doom Lord. Also... No, it wasn't Doom Lord. You can t- if you can tell me the name, and you can also get an extra point if you can tell me who portrayed him. What? Oh, God. What? Tornado. I didn't used to ever read that. Some fuck. Mekon? No. Uh... Over to Vince. Um, I can't fucking. No, no, because I've only got two, and there's no D going through my head. I'll tell you, it was the Big E, or Big E, and do you know what comic creator played him? Hands on buzzers, off you go. 
What comic creator played him in photographs? It's not going to be Pat Mills. I don't know. Uh, Dave Gibbons. Well done, Vince. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> I got one of those eager annuals out we got from uh, you, Tony. You picked him up off for that oh, chat. Yeah. And like, Barry Tomlinson. Yeah, Barry Tomlinson. Like 75% of it is photo comic strips. I know. Yeah. It's mad, isn't it? And it's it like, mad. man, this fucking duped me back in the day. <laughs> yeah. There's some fucking weird stuff in it. Yeah. yeah. So at the end of the story up. at the end of uh, horror anthologies, match the horror host to the series. Currently, Vince is on five and Danny's on four. Man, there got we go. over there. Oh, God, yeah, it's close, it's close. The final round. The final round is one where you can obtain lots of lots of uh, points. And what happened was, as we all did, I think we all did in the run up to the show, we all looked at these fucking clickbaity articles that seem to be, uh, yeah, oh, the best horror comics. <laughs> you know. Now, the only one that had any kind of sort of validity was the um, Den of Geek one that I looked at. Yeah. So they've listed thirteen of the best horror comics. And I'm going to give you, we're going to go backwards and forwards between each other. And you get an, you're going to get a point if you can guess one. For okay. a, let's go, let's go five each. Now, that'll separate the men from the boys, won't it? Okay. First up is Dan. So if you can name to me one of the top 13 horror comics. Uh, 30 Days of Night. No, I'm sorry. Oh, Afraid not. What do they know? What yeah, exactly. <laughs> that that first series is amazing. Anyway, uh, mm. okay. Over to Vince. Uh, Swamp Thing. Um, yes, one point two, Vince. Over to you again, Dan. Uh, lock and key. Yes, very good. Yeah, yeah one to Dan. Vince. Uh, uh, Walking Dead. Uh, yes, one to Vince. Oh, Dan again. Man, fucking hell. Um. Well, it's running on empty now. Uh, Hellboy. Yep. Oh, fuck me. Over to you again, Vince. Uh, oh, God. Um, you hear me tapping away. I'm just looking up something Rob Liefeld said. <laughs> so, back to this? Concentrate on the quiz. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, Preacher. Yes. Oh. Oh, that's a good one. Dan, over to you again. Uh, Swamp Thing. That's already been said. Uh, we said that. Uh, Sandman. Yes. Fucking hell, okay. It's number six. Over to you, V. Let's have two more each. Um, um, crossed? No, sorry. Ooh. Over oh, to you, Dan. Okay. You've got a chance to pull it back to even now with your answer. Uh, Horror comics. Uh, Scroll down, Dan. Uh, That's where you're going to find it. Yeah. Uh, Just on my phone. Line to text. If you hear me tapping. (laughs) Is it it denofgeek.com? I don't know. I'm I'm on .co.uk. I don't know. Come on. Uh... Arkham Asylum. No, sorry. One more with UV, and then one, we've got one more back with Dan. Fuck um, me. I'm, I don't know what to say. Uh, witches. No, I'm afraid not. So that's it. Thank you for taking part in the ACP Horror Comics quiz. And the final scores are Vince, eight. Dan, seven. Oh, oh so close, boys. We was robbed. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, 
but let's let's hear this list. Let's go then. through the whole and list. Yeah. Let's see if we agree with it. Okay. Let's yeah. say yeah, yes or no. Do House of Lords style Roman or Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, so <laughs> number thirteen, Fatale, which is uh Brubaker Phillips. I don't remember that, that series. Yeah, 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 I remember. I haven't, I haven't read it properly. I want to read it, so I can't. I can either confirm nor deny. Agree nor disagree. Um, Afterlife with Archie at number 12. Um, uh, number 11, Tomb of Dracula. Uh, number 10, Hellboy. Number 9, Lock and Key. we got those. Number yeah, 8, yeah. Hellblazer. What is wrong with you boys? Yeah. Why oh, Hellblazer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number 7, Preacher. Number 6, yeah. Sandman. Yeah. Number 5, From Hell. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> pretending to be in the House Lords. Uh, number four, <laughs> creepy. Number three, The Walking Dead. Number two, Swamp Thing. And number one, EC Horror Comics. Oh, which is technically oh, not a comic on its own, so yeah, it's a bit of cheap. Uh, there yeah, you go. But, that, but that's genuinely the most val- near to being valid. Yes, I don't agree with them. I, I, I think so. The fact that they dropped in creepy in there as well, I think that's a, yeah, that's a good sign. Let me read you the CBR's best written comics of all horror comics of all time, which is a load of shit. Is Hellblazer at ten, Swamp Thing at nine, Walking Dead, Witches at seven, Hellboy at six, These Savage Shores at five. I never even thought of that as a horror book, really. I thought it was sort of fantasy book. Um Yeah, I mean I, I guess like it's because it's vampires and there's there's that part of the genre, but yeah, it does have those sort of Yeah, I suppose it is a horror book, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Um now this is weird. Number four is nameless. So that the people who wrote this list are saying it's better than Hellblazer, Swamp Thing, Walking Dead. Like, come on, guys. That's, that's, um, that's only because of the writer. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right, man. Yeah. Uh, number what three is it with dudes and Swamp Thing. What is it with dudes? And <laughs> number three. <laughs> educate me. Educate me. <laughs> the uh, number three is Alan Moore's Swamp Thing. So I don't think that makes any sense. And number two is um, from Hell, and number one is the Sandman. Um, okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, what does the internet know? I think that me, cool. me, per, me personally, yeah. I think the Sandman is a fantasy series. Yeah, I've always thought it that. Yeah, um, yeah, overrated fantasy series as far as I'm concerned. There you go. So oh, that's the well done, everyone. What have you uh, found? Yeah, nice one. Well, I was fucking ranting that as I do almost like on a weekly fucking thing, ranting about no, Rob Liefeld. Oh yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> he was tweeting about like artists not drawing feet. And we all know Rob Blyfeld either has an inability to do so or just doesn't do it. And he tweeted, no one thinks hiding feet is a shameful practice. It serves a compositional purpose and will continue to do so. It's made fuck off. That's just so fucking lame. <laughs> there is a re- a lot of people don't draw feet, but like he- he's trying to kind of like say, oh, yeah, that's the reason I don't do it. It's because of that. It's like, no, it ain't. His <laughs> uh... feet are terrible. We uh we will have a weekly segment called Triggering Dan, yeah, uh, where we will read out a tweet by Rob Liefeld and see if Dan explodes no, or no. not. I just no. you know I just get you know I mean. I did, his or laziness or really just frustrates me because if he'd have kind of carried on working like he what he had done in the nineties and just like improved upon his craft, who knows what he could become? But he was just lazy and just kept on doing the same thing and didn't grow. But yeah. yes, that's me. He's going to be on go. the. He's going to be on the show so, show soon. Um, him. Yeah, yeah. He's got a spare fucking five grand. Oh, at the yeah. end of the day, he was going on and on about oh, they've let me down. The people who edit my podcast and put it out, they've let me write down. There won't be a podcast for a while. And there's a podcast out literally two days later. Yeah. Oh fuck me! I see Eric Larson's fucking jacked in his Twitter account. Is he? Yeah. Good he man, did this when uh, Trump came along. Now he's done it obviously because Elon Musk. Oh, has he done it for that reason? Fuck me! That's going to be the end of the world now that Elon Musk taking over Twitter. 
Well, we hope you did all right with the fucking quiz. Jesus Christ, you grumpy old bastards. We're not going to talk about this because it infinitely dates the show. Uh, (laughs) So um, we hope you did better than us. We know you did better than us when it came to that quiz. And yeah, uh, yeah, let us know in the comments, etc., what you think of like the modern state of horror comics, etc. Because I love them, but... You know, I'm. I really am looking for the gems. I want. I want people to just not comply to cliches and actually yeah. do something that might be actually fucking frightening for a change. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't really need. To, you know, there's certain tropes out there that are just like so vanilla these days. Yeah. Take it off piece. I'm so boring. Take it, take it a bit off paste. Yeah. 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 I, like, I like to see some more um, tales because obviously, you know, we know we're vampires and werewolves. We know what all those things are. You know, look towards some some strange creatures from other cultures. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. real fucking horrific stuff you don't know anything about. You know, that's there's some. I mean, some of those Scandinavian folklore tales are absolutely fucking terrifying. Yeah. So you know, that, the woman that works and our local chippy, she's pretty frightening. What's that Asian one where the kind of the the head comes detaches from the body? And like it flies around and got all the entrails hanging off. Oh, orgasms! Jesus, and they, they, Jesus. They, uh, it was on one of the best of the worst episodes, but it's actually a thing. And when they try and find sl- w- pregnant women who are sleeping, and they suck out the the baby. So there you go. That's a fucking horror comic right there. Yeah. Jesus Christ! And also, it's fairly horrific thinking about Tony Esmond's orgasms. orgasms. Uh, oh, it's Geordie Shaw. That's pretty horrific. That's that, pretty fucking yeah, horrific. Yeah. On fire though, at the moment too. Yeah. <laughs> reality TV is it capable to to write reality TV in a comic? I know. Well, they, they did that movie. They did that TV series, didn't it? Which was Big Brother, but zombies invade. I quite yeah. like that. Thing. Dead Space. Yeah. That was Dead, all right. Yeah. That was quite Dead. a thing, wasn't it? Tri- yeah. Triple X Zombies is about porn, porn, and it bordering with a zombie. But can thing. you That's do? Re- can you do reality TV in a comic? Hmm. No, without but, it, without it being completely sort of rote and just sort of like oh, oh god, oh, it'll just be a load of cliches again, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or something that will terribly date it in terms of social media and stuff like that. You know, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I'd watch a Geordie, I'd read a Geordie Shaw comic. Uh, there you go. Someone write make a it. Geordie Shaw comic. Uh, so I'll definitely it. write it. Someone make it, and he'll he'll read. it. I couldn't tell you anything about it, T. No word of like Geordie Shaw. I don't know anything about it. Apart from Geordie Shaw, obviously I've, I'm a, a philistine. Right. <laughs> I'm yeah. strange. Well, well, I can't tell you anything <laughs> about it, but I could probably tell you my opinions about it. But you see, that's typical Twitter. That is. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't know what you mean. You're cancelled. Toxic masculinity. It's the best thing ever. Don't at me. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me, <laughs> internet. <laughs> Um, I'm now, taking a picture of myself with my mouth open. That's Twitter, isn't it? <laughs> it's just social media. Yeah. Uh, it can be only fans. Speaking, <laughs> speaking of which, we have ten as we speak. We have ten minutes left on the Awesome Comments podcast poll that we put out. Oh, okay. Um, so our, it was a very simple question, which may decide the future of how we talk about this particular genre. Yeah. Wow! Wow! Fuck me, that's pretty heavy. Think about that. There's big stakes, but before those Fuck stakes, them. do we have do we have any <laughs> shout outs this week, gents? We do. <laughs> yes, I do mine. Yeah. Uh, if you're jo- if you're jonesing for a good indie or underground comic and you can't find them over here, as we've been bemoaning recently, 
Hmm. But you don't want to pay massive postage costs, then go to thirdbearpress.com. It's an amazing list of comics that will unlikely will likely be very new to you. I spent um, a good couple of hours chatting to Stephen Ingram about it over the weekend, who's a good lad, and he's set up this distro. And I think if you go to Third Bear Press, you can find them on um, Instagram and Twitter as well. Um, I just have a scroll through some of the books there. Like, it's some great stuff there. Um, also, don't forget, there are still copies of DUI Issue 2 available. We're almost at the £1,000 from we've made for Cancer Research UK. So go to duicomic.bigcartel.com. Go and get a copy if you haven't got one already. If you've already got one, go and buy one for your mum. And go and do that straight away. So get on that. They're my two. Nice. nice. Dan, what's yours? Mine are as follows. This Thursday, uh, I'm going to be on Shane Chesney's Icecast to uh, promote the <laughs> uh, Viper issue too, which is yet to be released. I'm still kind of in negotiations with uh, the people at Kickstarter. I'm hoping to get it released this Friday. Uh, it's a bit of back and forth, so fingers crossed. Oh, they've replied, have they? Yes. They're just, oh, that's uh, good. It was not, just another automated no. Oh, right. Oh, <laughs> fucking hell. So no one even looked at it. So I'm going to try and go at it again. Uh, I'm going to give a shout-out to Kia Wordsmith issue three. Uh, drawn by Ian, Ian Ashcroft. I fucked up your name last week, and I apologize. Uh, Kia Wordsmith is having uh, freed a creature from the Wizard's Tower, begins to find herself the target of lizard-like creatures. Uh, that's smashed through its goal. Uh, we've got about another five days if you listen to this on the 31st. Uh, we've got Aaron Rackley's Sect A Shadow Sci-Fi comic book drawn by Dan Harris, which he's, he's been doing a fantastic job on these uh, Inktober stuff, which he's only going to have one more of them to do. He might have done it already. Oh, yeah, God. Yeah, and, yeah. and well done to everyone who did Inktober on the Slack. There's yes. Some great, I know we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, but it's been lovely. Some mm. really great stuff on there. Yeah. That uh, Kangtober was brilliant. Oh, so yeah. I want a collection of that, man. It's so yeah. lovely. Yeah, uh, there was who was drawing the the kind of the still life stuff, the flowers and that. That's same geezer, yeah. So, oh, Ian, yeah, yeah. Fantastic, fantastic work. You really mm. should, if you're not a member already, come into the Slack and we've got a channel set aside for Inktober and drawn, and, drawn, drawn today is it or just drawn or something we've got as well for people when it's not Inktober. You know, it's not October. Yeah. There's there's loads of stuff going on. Are every pretty much every hour on that Slack at the moment. Yeah, mm-hmm. really after good. a moment, we did do a, a Halloween draw off, which if you've not done something or done something, you get to post out tomorrow. Oh god, that's uh, smart. I better draw something yeah. quickly. Uh, yeah. I've, okay. I've done something. Uh, oh. It's a bit Halloweeny, so uh, I'll post that during the day. Uh, your cock and balls. Well, they are ghoulies. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> my god, <laughs> mine got. Okay, so yeah, that's that, uh, and that's my shouts for this week. Well done, nice. I'm just looking through third pair of press. There's some fucking gold on here. There's it really is, man. Really mm. is. Yeah. He had it all on his table annoying him and there was some crackers there. Yeah. 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 And of course, uh, one of the last shows of the year is of course Thought Bubble. Uh taking place the festivals between the between the fourth and the thirteenth of November, um, all across Yorkshire. But the com- comic convention is the twelfth and thirteenth of November twenty twenty two in the Harrogate Convention Centre. There's lots of our lots of our friends, past, present and future, um, who are gonna be there as watch it. Well, there's loads of uh, special guests. I did see that, like that Rainer Telgemeier is going to be there, oh, which, yeah. uh, and uh, uh, those that don't know, she is uh, someone who sells quite a few books when it comes to comics. Um, also, big shout out to Eddie Raymond because I was me and me and Falpy went for a Chinese with him on Thursday, and he is going to be there repping Strangers, and obviously he'll have 
a number of our books, nice. the tribute books there as no, well. And he, he he has some cracking underground outlaw books from the states on his yeah. table. Well worth visit. Go and yeah. do that. So probably on our social media and, and and probably a bit on the show, we'll be shouting about some tables that you should check out when you're there. Um, we won't be there this year. Um, we're having the year off, mind you, I've had the year off. Uh, oh yeah, funny that. Uh, <laughs> um, but definitely uh, go and fill your boots with loads of uh, brilliant in- indie comics. Um, which is the I think it's the last show. The other, is there anything around? End of There's a mart Christmas? after that. There's yeah. a mart I'll be going to There's after a, that. The yeah. end, of, end of November. That's pretty much it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that at the end of November? Is it that one? Yeah, it's yeah. It's usually the first weekend of the month, but I think it's it's like the twenty seventh or something. I think off the top of my head. Mm, yeah, wise. something like that. Yeah. Very wise. So there you go, folks. Lots of stuff to go out and check out, etc. And we've got a few recommendations to talk about this week. Dan Butcher is going to be. Uh, sandwiched between me and Tony Esmond. Yeah. Uh, not since that one uncomfortable convention weekend has that happened. <laughs> yes. Um, we don't talk about it, but if you Princess pay enough... Princess If it's... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Niss. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Tony, do you want to kick us off? Okay, I'm going to go... Um, so I've got one from a past guest and one... Um, well, both of mine from past guests, actually. So American Jesus Revelation, issue one. Um, uh, it's a three-volume series. Volume one was called The Chosen. Volume two is called The New Messiah. It's written by our, our buddy, Mark Miller. Uh, it's art by Peter Gross and Tom Coker. Colours by Gene McGee and Daniel Friedman. Letters by Corey Pettit. I'm a, I don't know about you guys. I think maybe it's because of my fucking Catholic upbringing, you know. Catholic boarding school boy that I am, but I'm kind of a big fan of the Antichrist subgenre of of horror, whether it be in comics or movies or TV series or whatever it is. And the, I remember the Omen, the original Omen movie series oh, being man, like my yeah. proper jam when I was a kid. Really good. And I think it's because I was actually a Catholic at the time. You know, it was, it was a, a couple of years before I sort of lost, decided that you know it was all nonsense and lost my faith. But the Omen three, I remember seeing that and thinking, "Fucking hell, what would happen if the Antichrist was the president of America?" You know, this is a great thing. And what he does is Mark plays on that in this in this series, but in typical Mark Miller style, he plays on it with just so many twists and so much going on. And the dude is such a not Mark, but the character is such a massive bastard. Um, there's also a return, the return crisis, all that stands between humanity and their enslavement. Um, it's the blurb on the back of it. But what Miller does here is he inter- he interwi- intertwines real-life, kind of real-life events with the narrative of this sort of Satan taking over the Earth thing in a way that sort of genuinely feels very prescient. You know, there's there's uh, something going on here. It's very strange. I mean, we're chatting about it in any way. It's only this week that there's this sort of narrative coming out of Ukraine and Russia that the West is full of Satanists and Russia is the only pure Christian country and stuff like that. And I haven't seen that sort of narrative rhetoric for donkey's years, you know. Man, I um, didn't think that fucking thing, kind of thing could fly. No, I didn't either. But, I yeah. mean, yeah, really interesting angle and of propaganda, I suppose, that's happening. Um, it's This book opens just beautifully. It's a really lovely opening. It opens on a combination of... Um, there's, it opens on a big. It's, it's basically heaven, but it looks like um, a combination of. It's used some color, some zipper tone, I think, and it's it describes the fall of Lucifer and his angels. So, the heaven is a sort of. There's a little bit Art Deco. There's a little bit of sort of massive cathedral thing going on with it. A beautiful thing. Um, it's almost like retro sci-fi plays into the design of it and everything, and and you and you get this big 
fall of Lucifer. And we get that, then we get that sort of a rush through a brief history of the world and how everything's gone wrong and all good men are murdered, you know, JFK and Martin Luther King and all this sort of thing. You get that sort of shot of what's going on. Um, and then you get, you find out the US president, um, he is an absolutely sort of nasty, terrifying character. And we get a flashback to him recruiting a wife. And um, he's only really got many. He's only got, he's, he's blonde with big tits. And they recruit the whole um, fading TV star. You know, she's been in a TV series on some American channel. And, it, you know, they've decided she needs a new look to be current. You know, so they do the whole, well, let's give her a load of tattoos and, you know, have her falling out of nightclubs and stuff. But instead she goes to marry the president. And, and, and it all goes worse and worse and worse and worse. Um, and at one point, it shows that I, I laughed at this. I think the tweet we put out from our account was uh, Mark's going to get in a lot of trouble for this. Good lad. You know, it's almost like that's the way I feel about it, you know, <laughs> but uh, he, he, so he pushes it. And what he does is it, he plays in and part of the narrative is that the president of the U S is the one who created nine 11 in order to go to war, which is this sort of conspiracy tin hat wearing theory, isn't it? You know, but he, he, he actually plays about with it in the story. Um, just it's he's clearly got a master plan and i know when we talked to him dan he said start big in a comic but the ending's got to be bigger so i'll be interested to see how he goes bigger than 9-11 you know what i mean in the last issue of this <laughs> Fucking hell, yeah 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 it's it's as everything from mark at the moment it's riddled and filled with um sort of rapacious twists you know everything is just just throws stuff at it but it makes sense and it keeps you just super engaged into it it's not for it's for adults only not nudity with violence you know and obviously the 911 thing you know might be triggering for some people but i absolutely loved it um i read the previous series as they were coming out i read all i read all these as they're coming out now i've got a thing on my pool list anything that miller world brings out goes into my box um uh, absolutely interesting captivating stuff I'm, I'm totally on board for it um american jesus issue one um it's american jesus revelation this is issue one so get hold of it really good yeah first one nice nice one uh my first one is kind of a, a quick mention of two books um written by the same writer from scott snyder um i actually went back uh to try and read stuff on the, uh not my kindle but on the comicsology sort of app the, the prime reading library so i thought Fuck it! They made the buying uh, process so bloody difficult. Let's see, if, let's see if I can borrow anything from their fucking library. Um, and I, I looked at the comics, comicsology originals, um, of, of which I know Scott Snyder has uh, jumped into. There are, there are two books. First of which I'm going to talk about um, is the Book of Evil, which I believe is one of three. Um, this is by Scott Snyder and Jock. Uh, the, the synopsis is Homer has only grown, has only known a world of madness. Every year, more and more of his friends reach the age where they become a full-grown psychopath, an epidemic that has plagued the planet for half a century. There's more to the synopsis, but a li- little bit of spoilers because no one seems to be able to write a bloody synopsis these days. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is an interesting book because um, this is by Scott Snyder and Jock, with Emma Price, um, and this. Um, was a great and fascinating read for me it wasn't what i thought it was good i just went i just tried the the cover because of the nature of this this prime reading it is like reading from a library so i didn't spend any money because i've already stupidly i've got a prime account anyway do you know what i mean so i'm just saying. so if you've got a prime account try and take advantage of this because you might be able to read some books on this stuff hmm. um 
So I was opening it up thinking it'd be a straight up comic, and it it is. It feels more like the way this this book's put together. It's more like a wonderful illustrated book. If there's something that feels very small press in India about, it, like some of the creators that that we know and like, it's you know there's wonderful illustrations, but it's Scott Snyder writing a sort of prosy type work of what seems to be not post-apocalyptic, but something's happened, and it is a world where. You reach a certain age and then you literally just become a psychopath. So all these kids are just um, living in a small part of the, the, the city. It, it, but the way they, there's world building as well where they talk about, and it's a it's a visual that I love working through the whole book. It's something called the yoke. It's all about yellow lines, and the the basically the the normal people who who don't consider themselves to be human there's a very interesting way of the dialogue that you know the humans are the ones that have all gone mad and it's the younger sort of generation that um that seem to be the more human of it all but there, there's a thing called the yoke so there's yellow lines running through everything and if you cross those yellow lines then the nasty people can get hold of you if you stay within these yellow lines there's lots of different messaging and stuff going on in this if you stay within these yellow lines then you'll be safe because as soon as you cross them um there are there's like there's a horrific scene with an old lady on a bus who um there he's traveling to work on a bus and the bus veers over one of the yellow lines and the old lady then immediately turns to him and she says she's going to cut him into ribbons and uh, you know it's a really atmospheric horror prose type story with some wonderful illustrations by jock i i will hold my hand up and say I haven't seen too much of Jock's work. I've seen some wonderful like posters and stuff, and I know there's always, you know, he's done loads of stuff. And I know there was witches. I've witches is what I've read of his stuff, but this feels like a an illustrated, um, not prose. It's it's hard to tell. It's not strictly a comic, but it feels like an indie comic, like something we might pick up at one of the indie shows that we pick up which okay yeah it's it's hard to really sort of describe it because it because the writing is prose but it works in conjunction with the the visuals that you're getting um it's a wonderfully designed piece there's these um it's obviously it's written like someone's writing this down and someone's picking up this after the fact um, he said, so there are things that, that I'm going to talk about some things that don't exist in this world anymore, but I'm going to put some, there's going to be an explanation afterwards. So those things will be marked in red. And as it goes through, like world, like words like children, schools, mums and dads, parents and teachers, they're the things that, like Las Vegas, Yosemite, Coney Island, those are the things that are marked out in red that in this world don't exist anymore. It's really fascinating. Like it's the first one's sort of a mystery. Like I don't. I'm very intrigued to see where it was going. I, I was. It, it caught it caught me off off guard at first because I thought, oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be like an right. atmospheric, atmospheric comic. But then I found because I I like reading sort of like horror short stories and stuff. Within a couple of pages, I was in it. And then I was just I just kept going through. There's a mystery that keeps coming through and like. It's just that it's very fascinating. Um, there's something a little bit, as well as it being like a horror sort of s- scenario, there's kind of a, an element of like um, you know, that sort of Soylent Green, those weird kind of like, um, the not Why the Last Man, but there's a, there's a certain sort of post-apocalyptic element to it. Um, so, and as someone who has dabbled with this sort of thing, 
Emma Price gets a massive shout out from me because she's the book designer and they do say like Jock's done the illustrations Scott Snyder's the writer but book designer is Emma Price and she has done an absolute stunning job on this chapter two is going to be out in December this year this is chapter one it's like a 38 page little um story but like I say three books definitely gonna be fascinating um quickly I just want to mention the other one that's by Scott Snyder this is by Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo Cool. Um, yeah, we have demons, which is uh, their comicsology original title. Um, this cover was everywhere, wasn't it? At the time, I'm yeah. saying I haven't read it yet, but yeah. yeah. And I, th- th- this was at a time where it kind of passed me by, so I was like, literally, all right, let's just pick this up. It's, it's almost like picking up a VHS from the shelf back in the day and just thinking, what's this all about? Um, this is the conflict between good and evil is about to become come to a head when a teenage hero embarks on a journey that unveils a secret society, monsters, and mayhem. Now, if I had read that before reading the book, I may have thought that that was a very generic synopsis. Because it does sound quite generic. Um, and they don't say anything about this story after then. I went into this title completely blind. And I loved it. I absolutely just rinsed the three issues. And it certainly is about a young girl who discover, discovers like her parents were demon hunters and she's part of a long line and there's there's a lot more to it but there is action in abundance there's some wonderful writing it initially starts i immediately got spawn flashbacks yeah i thought that when i looked at it yeah because because there's a lot of panels down the right hand side black on the left with just the text rolling down you know spawn always used to do that didn't it with like the tv shots and stuff Mm. um and but that sort of after like the second issue, well, it, it does a bit of that in the first and the second issues. But then you're, it's almost building up <laughs> the world. Um, but it's great. It's like um, Capullo's just an amazing artist anyway, and he's just yeah, letting, he's letting loose on these demons and stuff. It th- this one's it's an it's it's an action horror. There is certainly some gore and some action horror moments you know if you saw the creatures in real life they'd be one hell of a bloody um physical makeup job but this one also feels a little more in the adventure not superhero-y but there's certainly there's cost there's at some point there's there's sort of a uniform that the demon hunters wear without spoiling anything um but yeah we have demon demons was a uh, great fun um and i also because i've kind of like stepped away from things and I've been ble- there, there's a certain ignorance is bliss because I can walk in and I don't have any of the I, d- I, I haven't read any of the articles I haven't read any of the, the nonsense I just go in and I just want to be entertained I pick something up I just want to be entertained so I didn't know that like um, I, I, I vaguely knew that Scott Snyder was working together with the comicsology on quite a few titles isn't it and in the back of the special edition um, there's a big letter about it about um, how it all came to be and how um, best jacket press and like that's what they're calling it like how the whole sort of deal came together and how they wanted to get comics out to people and stuff it's that was also really fascinating as well I love the special editions as well and they put lots of back matter in like pencils yeah, yeah, yeah. character sketches yeah they put a book like this as they do with a lot of publishers there's about 500 bloody variant covers so if you get <laughs> if you get the this uh if you read the the special edition which you can you can flick through some gorgeous artwork as well 
Um, but no, definitely if you've got um, if you've got Prime or a Kindle or whatever, I think these two books are well worth checking out. They were a real surprise. Um, I did try a couple of other titles from some other creators that I thought this might be quite good, but they were a bit harder to read. So it was it was um, th- these were nice, refreshing. Ah, I'm in. Do you know what I mean? And like, a, I I I read a couple of titles and was starting to feel like, God, it's really hard reading some of these books. And then these two came along and I was like, Ah, there we go. That's that's the flavour of lemonade I wanted. Yeah, how's that for a reference? Um, yeah, nice. <laughs> so um, from those to uh, Dan Butcher's. Yes, I kind of picked up this. Would you say infamous? Yeah, this yeah, I reckon, yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm quite weirdly. Can we just say before you begin? We've yeah, been and um, Cliff uh, Keith Cumber has just sent us a picture with the creator of this, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, Ed, he's Ed met Pisco. him at Baltimore. Yeah, yeah, again, I'm gonna be talking about Red Room, the anti social network, uh, as collected fantagraphics trade, collecting books one to four of uh, Red Room, uh, a cyberpunk outlaw splatterpunk masterpiece. From the New York Times bestselling creator of Hip Hop Family Tree and X Men Grand Design, uh, aided by the anonymous dark web and nearly untraceable cryptocurrency, a criminal subculture has emerged. It live streams murder as entertainment. Who are the killers and what are the vi- who are the victims? Who is paying to watch? How to stop it? Red Room is constructed as a series of interconnected stories, shining a light on the characters who exist in the ugliest corners of cyberspace. Pisco cuts the graphic horror with his sharp sense of humour, gorgeous cartooning, and dynamic storytelling. Just to go straight off the bat, the the artwork is fucking absolutely lovely stuff. Yeah, it's, it's got a lovely underground feel to it. Isn't yeah, it? real underground feel. I mean, uh, in you talk about extras in the back of this, I'd say maybe the back fifth of this is extras and like how he's planned stuff out. And it's amazing to see how far he took the drawing planning. Like real tight thumbnails about the entire he, I think he does the first entire book and thumbnails it all out on like I think it's like A4 sized paper so he gets the the beat of it because as it cuts to these red rooms you'll get like a camera cart style view of what's going on in these red rooms these people are getting killed and it's got like a kind of a chat board on the right hand side as people leave comments and it's like in the old kind of uh style that used to uh, videos used to play on old apple max where you got like right. the quite the square buttons the play and the, the certain font he's got the the look right down for it so essentially yeah, the, the stories there's four different stories of this there's slight interconnections between each of them uh and they tell stories of the red rooms where basically like people pay bitcoins to s- see these uh masked killers each with their own shtick uh mutilate and murder uh people one one of the first stories uh, is about a character who gets brought into the Red Rooms to be a killer. Uh, what does the second one do? I can't remember, man. It's, it's yeah. a while since I read it, this one. The second one's yeah. pretty grim. They they pick up a guy who's like stranded in after a flood, give him like extensive reconstruction surgery just so they can uh, torture him in one of these rooms. Is that the one where they bring down the knife and it opens up his entire stomach? Yeah, Is that, the that one? one's yeah. pretty brutal. God almighty. They, yeah. they open him right up and it just they basically bring a big machete down in front of his chest and he all his innards pop out. I think that's, that's an image that stayed with me in a horror yeah, comic. There you go. I'm not so mad on all the, the kind of the horror stuff, like the, the gruesome stuff. I can see like once I, when I'd read this, I was like, Oh man, okay, I've got this. As I was reading the first issue home uh, first part of the book home and like 
I'd eaten something that day that just wasn't making me feel great. So after I read the first book, feeling a bit queasy, I was like, oh my God, this is fucking terrible. But the next day, like, I got back to it and read the rest of it. And I would say I enjoyed it. It's a good book. It's kind of very grim. You've got to have a, uh, your kind of your sensibilities in the right place to, to, yeah. to get this fucking... A lot of people were very turned off about it. Um, I know some people, especially on the Slack, who said it just wasn't for them. I, I mean, I really, that. I really like that sort of extreme horror. You know, it's you know, actually yeah. horrific. But it's done with a weird sense of humour, isn't it? There's a yeah. strange something about it, you know. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I can understand it. it. It doesn't make you feel happy to think that this could be could be going on in the world. And I didn't realise this was an actual thing until uh, I read a bit more about it and spoke to some people that that, that kind of thing is... It's kind of one of those urban myths. I'm not sure yeah. if it is a myth that there is rooms on the dark web where you can go and see. I'm sure they pass around fucking snuff films and yeah, all crazy kind of fucking stuff. Man, you can fucking see people dying if you go on Reddit. Like yeah. footage of people yeah. dying on Reddit. So it's not like a, a massive stretch to think that something like this could happen. Uh, like I said, an acquired taste. I think I've got my feel from that trade. Yeah, I'm not sure if I'd want to want to see more. Uh, the The cover is absolutely lovely because it's there's like an embossing on the red room, which feels like it's been scratched into the cover. Oh, nice! Uh, that's really, really yeah. I got the design. issues, but yeah, I know what you mean. I've seen that. I've seen the cover. Yeah, the extremely popular appeals. as well. I mean, it's the the, the story is it's Fantagraphics' biggest selling comic ever. Really? Okay. When you think Fantagraphics is how long they've been going for? Yeah, God, but, yeah. Funny enough, we were talking about it the other day, and I picked up a book this week called Lovesick from Image hmm. by um, Luana Vecchio, which is a translation, an import translation. But it's literally a cheesecake version of that. It's even right. to the point where it's got like the panels with the chat room going on and the, the image going on, and you know, there's trolls in the chat room and stuff like that. It's so similar not to be suspicious. Really? <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? A bit too. A cash yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we see it everywhere, don't we? We see, yeah. you know, comics is the least of these things. But yeah, somebody's obviously thought that and made a few quid. And this is kind of like a sexy European version of it, I suppose. Okay, you know, but with the yeah, amounts can... of castration and stuff going on, you know, <laughs> yeah, I love horror with a castration in it. Sexy you know? castration. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm really at this the uh, end of it, and he's kind of reading all these stories of these kind of depraved people and innocent people getting caught up in it. I was like, man, I want the fucking Frank Castle to turn up. Uh, yeah there, a there's point, a part actually. of me that's sort of like uh, i don't mind the bad guys winning and some when it's like this and they're absolutely fucking monsters torturing people you uh, there's a part of me that's like i want these people to get their fucking comeuppance but that's that's i mean there's part of me that thinks a horror isn't a horror unless i walk away with it and it stays with me for yeah that. i could agree you know? with that. yeah it certainly yeah. does with that I, yeah. I, I was thinking about it for days after still am yeah, so, yeah uh, thinking about getting involved or well maybe just to watch first <laughs> what buying, the some, hell? buying some cryptocurrency <laughs> right away yeah yeah what's bitcoin i'd get absolutely i get fucking caught the moment i did it like typing into google <laughs> how to go on, on dark web <laughs> <laughs> so yeah go and check that red room the anti-social network uh the collection of the first four books by ed piscor from uh, fanographics Cool. We met Ed Piscor at Heroes. He was there just at the end of our alleyway. 
Is that his look? The uh, yeah, the baseball cap. Yeah, everyone, you know, have a look at kayfabe. He's good. Yeah. He's a good dude. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like uh, people saying they're getting shit on kayfabe because they're actually positive about stuff. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's you, some people can be. You can be positive. But they're not about super comics. positive about everything. They just no. they, they know what they're talking about and they examine comics and it's like, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. People always have a go at the people who are doing well, man. That's the thing. Yeah, popular Always people better. will be having a go at you, won't they? Yeah. That's why no one says anything to us. No one, say, no one says anything about us. Um, so, Tony, what's your next one? Have you have you got one left? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Dracula: Return by Scrap from Scratch Comics. This is actually three comics. Um, it's basically a main story with two backups. Um, they all three of them have sort of similar themes in a way. One is a d- definitely a direct part of the same universe, and the other one has that sort of crossover with hybrid creatures. And, you know, like, it's a theme in some vampire movies, dirty vermin. You know, like, vampires are almost like the yeah. rats of monsters, aren't they? You know, yeah. spiders and stuff like that. There's that sort of correlation somewhere often. Um, it was handed to me by Shane Chevsby, who is um, the publishing the book and he's editing it. Um, and he was telling me, although I didn't get to see Andy, I saw him from a distance at the convention, Andy Bloor. He's done a lot of the design on it, which is pretty cool. Um, the main story is the cult of the white worm and it deals with the return of Dracula as in the title written by, um, Dacre Stoker and Chris McCauley. We talked about Chris a couple of years ago, I think art by Chris Geary colors by Matt Sophie, um, who absolutely slays on this man is really good. Um, Matt colored a story I did with Ian Ashcroft a couple of years ago. Um, and he's, he's a lovely dude, also a really good artist and he did me an excellent scanners commission, which I think I showed you back in the time. Um, Letters by Chris Geary. Um, it jumps into mid-battle, so it does that thing that we're we're told by people like Brian Bendis and um, Mark Miller is, is a good thing. Just drops you into the action, you know. It drops you into the event right at the start, and it drops us into a battle with Dracula where he's being killed and he's buried, and the the knife that kills him is stabbed into the earth above him, um, and you then get an extended sequence where a sort of hand appears and sweeps some of the earth into a, a cup, a sort of goblet thing. And then we get like this extended sequence that shows the dark creature um, and the magic that brings Dracula back and the creatures and vermin monsters and demons that surround this event. So I think what they're saying is Dracula is one of the few vampires. He's strong enough magically and prominent enough as a character to he's the one who can come back from death. You know, when you stab someone with a a stake, normal vampires die, don't they? But Dracula seems to be the one that keeps coming back. And um, the creatures throw themselves. I actually found it really compelling. It's an extended sequence of really lively creature magic stuff going on. Um, ancient tribes, like absolute rivers of blood, you know, blood pouring out all over the place. Um, arachnid sarcophaguses, demons. There's a sacrifice. There's sort of this sort of weirdly fleshy, disfigured a bit like a cross between a demon and the elephant man kind of creature in it. And it's, it, it's almost experimental in nature. It's interesting because there's a lot of wordless stuff going on. I found it. I mean, Dracula can be just an abundance of cliches. We talked about earlier, yeah. kind of Dracula really can be fucking boring. Yeah. But this really is not really interesting. And then I don't think it's a spoiler because the comic is called Dracula, the return, but it ends up with one of the characters and you feel there's more about this character just saying there's a, a silence. And then she goes, he has returned. And that's the end of the, issue to set up and it is just set up but it's a good one um the other two stories are i think it's hard to tell from the credits actually the way they're written but they but i think they're both written by denise uh uh chin chin ken ken i don't know how you'd say her name um 
And the first one is drawn by Dave Hitchcock. It deals with a Victorian. This is quite an interesting concept, actually. A Victorian psychiatrist who deals with people's phobias. You know, so people are afraid of rats, people are afraid of spiders. But the way in typical sort of Victorian stop bedlam style, the way that they deal with them is by putting them in a room full of them, um, you know, to sort of sort of just scare the frightening, the fright out of them almost. And um, some people it works for and some people it doesn't. And that plays into what then happens. The... Um, the last story is um, drawn by what's his name again? Sin- no, sorry, I'm well looking up. Um, Fascinating radio, this, isn't it? Am I on my own? No, no. Tell us where No, I think he's looking something up. See that, or he has he has cut out, or maybe maybe the ghosts have finally got hold of him. <laughs> You know, maybe this show is actually haunted. Maybe it's like Ghost Watch. Do you remember that, Dan? Tony's been, yeah, 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 yeah. Good old Ghost Watch. Do, do, does that still hold up? I've not seen it in bloody years, mate. I've not seen that program in no, god years. I, I think it. Might... It was a big deal with it, and then they just came out and said it was all faked, which well, yeah. we knew it was. Yeah. You, well, did I drop out there, guys? Yes, you did drop out. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it yeah. just just disappeared. The screen just disappeared. Yeah. I thought it was, oh. there's a dramatic pause there. Yeah, because you were look, you were looking for something like the third story is by Eldon. Oh right, that's when I lost you. Okay, yeah. so right, so right, so I shall pick it up. So yeah, the art on the third story is by Cy Chinook. It's really good, and that's the one that really builds on the the bigger world that we got from the first story, the actual Dracula story. So he's, he's about a Victorian policeman, and he sort of follows this ghostly, luminous figure down into the bowels of a, a church underneath the graveyard. And it and it absolutely goes there. It's, it's creature feature, just oh my god! It's like Hellraiser creature feature crossed with Hammer Horror. You know, it really goes there. I really like that one. Actually, really good. Um, all of it's pretty pretty professional. Really nice. The cover's lovely. I was showing you guys the cover beforehand, wasn't I? It's um real pro package. Um, it's part of the Stokeverse as well as being part of, of Scratch Comics. But yeah, I'm definitely going to pick the second one up. Um, we should get Shane back on actually because this is this is a really good. Yes, um, I think that's a good idea. Yeah, I think it'd be a great idea. Yeah, mm. and that's my second one, guys. There you go. Nice. I'm going to sign you off with an, with another one that you can check out on Comic House now or from wherever you can get it from. Um, this is from Marcosia, and this is called the Society of Smiles. Um, it is a, a one and done story um, by Bennett Simon and Patrick Burmeyer. I believe the credits on it. Uh, synopsis, when the jaded and spoiled Miles Thrashington Blight hears a university rumour about the ultra-secret Society of Smiles, he can't wait to join. But between the demon worship, eternal torment and decades of exploitation by his best friend Toby, maybe this is one exclusive club Miles should have stayed away from. Um, this is... Um, I, I, I took a punt on this and it was really good fun. Um, I must say, is it? It is a one and done tale of abysmal people doing abysmal things. But there's a certain tongue-in-cheek black humour to it that I got a kick out of. Because uh, normally, if you're a dislikable character, I I don't get much mileage in this. But um, you know, this person's a particular piece of shit. Um, I must say that in in terms of like the, what they look like, they they look a little bit. I oh, know I'm not going to make any. Uh, political references but yeah you can you can tell them like uh you know they've got the name miles thrashington blight and uh 
they say, I wasn't born with a silver spoon in my mouth, but I was given nine of the buggers for my christening, so close enough. (laughs) And uh, I used them to eat eggs. And it's just, it's a real, it's it's basically like a, a real piece of shit, like a hedonistic piece of shit who does all this stuff and is bored by it, is looking for the latest fix, and he, he, he hears a rumour about the Society of Smiles that one of his friends is, is part of. So he um he sets up, he, he wants to know where they're meeting up and they're having a meet-up at this gallery. They're going to be showing these, these paintings. So he even goes to the gallery owner, gives him some money and says, or you, I want you to build me a private viewing area within this gallery so I can watch. You know, just totally just using his wealth and Ill, for ill-gotten gains and there's literally there's literally a page a scene where he sat there as they're bricking him they're building a small room out of bricks for him to sit in and like like a dirty peeper and just watch people at this gallery <laughs> um from there however the story does take a turn um i'll i'll, I'll spoil spoil nothing but it goes in a dark Dark directions, but still with this razor sharp black humor running all the way through it. The art is lovely. Um, there are there are a few pages of some fairly, I would say, um, shocking and uh, disturbing images. But this little recommendation is coming after Red Room, so it's absolutely nothing compared to that. <laughs> um, but it is, it, it's funny. It's quirky that the artwork has a real illustrative. I don't know. It almost there's almost a political cartoon sort of style to the the ink and the scratchiness. Um, there's a scene with a sheep that will live with you. Um, that's all I got to say. <laughs> oh, okay. Yep, yeah. Yep. Um, but but when it when it's all said and done, it even finishes with that. We were talking about a. Uh, you know the EC sort of sting at the end of the tale. It it has that kind of rhythm. You know the beginning they pace it well. The beginning, middle, middle and end. Um, I will spoil nothing, but definitely give this a read because it is. It was good fun. It was good fun, and I, I've gone back to sort of look through it as well and just sort of like see if I can pick up on it extra bits. Um, it feels there's a certain um, black humour that feels like a. Do you remember the new statesman from the eighties? You know that Alan Bastard. Yes, that, yeah. That, it's that. There's almost that kind of feel to it, where everyone's horrible, where the whole thing is just horrible. Um, but there's a satire. Not like Twitter. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, that's just a bonfire. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Society of Smiles. If, if you find it from Marcosia, uh, there is one thing I need to ask you, though, gents. Can you spell the word vengeance for me? Oh, is it spelled wrong in there? Is it just just spell, just spell it? V e g a n c e vengeance. Yeah, it's e n, isn't it? So v e n g e a n c e. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. It's missing an a on the cover. I was just look. I was staring at it, thinking, "Is it spelled? Is it spelled like this? Is it spelled like this ever?" That's not a Marcosia book I edited then, because the one I edited had no spelling mistakes in it. Hey, hey. I said nothing less. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Someone um, did point out to me our Pet Cemetery by Stephen King's spelt wrong. It's like, yeah, that's intentional. Yeah. So, mind your effing neck in. <laughs> <laughs> Mum. Yeah. Yeah. And, and 
<laughs> and and look past the the, um, the spelling on this to find a, a, a cracking story, because um, I it was damn good fun. Ah, oh, so, fantastic! There you go. And uh, what a way to end the, the recommend a, a bursting recommendation, exploding from your chest like an alien in a Ridley Scott movie. One of the good ones, not the recent ones. <clears throat> and uh, if there's <laughs> anything about this week's show that maybe uh, was too horrific for you, maybe not horrific enough, maybe, maybe you don't care about horror comics at all. Let's find out, because I did a poll. I put a poll out. and this is Surprisingly weirdly answered. Yeah. <laughs> It was only running literally while we were recording. It's a simple question. We do a Halloween special every year about horror comics. We talk about horror comics. I said, do you like horror comics? It was either hell yes, no way, I'm, uh, I'm not fussed. And uh, with a... What was the score? With a 75%, 75.7% victory. Hell yes. People like horror comics. So uh, we'll, start to- we'll keep talking about them. Um, I'm not going to say that we're going to put polls that's up. Democracy. Ever. Yeah, that's democracy. That's, that's how it works. And uh, 10% of you said you weren't fussed. Well, we're not fussed, but you. I like those. No, 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 no. We love you all. We love you all. <laughs> Thank you very much for uh, listening to this week's episode. If there's anything you want us to talk about, uh, please do get in touch with us. You can email us awesomecommentspod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the awesome pod, where we'll be retweeting and just sharing good stuff. And and comics positive stuff, because that's what we're about, and that's what the world what the world needs. I try so, to be, try try to try to be when they're not grumpy, but you get to listen to that on a weekly basis. Us being grumpy, um, rest of the time you should think that comics are great, and we love them. Oh, like can I give a quick shout out to Rory for sending in a uh, oh yeah a snapshot of his oh, yeah. Uh, Sorry, comic? Yeah, yeah, that's that's our saucy our people Rory. in it. Yeah, our pal Rory Donald. I will miss that from uh, that my lack of con attendance this year is not seeing the faces. Yeah, pressing the flesh. Yeah. Speaking right. of faces, if you do Facebook, go to facebook.com slash awesome comics podcast or join the community group Awesome Comics Talk. Uh, lots of lovely people on there, and there's lots of amazing people on the Awesome Comics Podcast Slack group. Join it, get in touch with us, and there's loads of That's great where channels. The, is. the Slack is the place to be. The, the Facebook is all but dead. So. <laughs> yeah. Literally, yeah, slacks definitely, and don't think you, you're entering some kind of sort of in group. It's not. It's just everyone's in there. Everyone, yeah, come yeah. In just coming in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the difference between the Facebook group and the Slack group is that in the Slack group you can promote your Kickstarter. It's yes. got its own channel, so come on yeah. and do that. Yeah. yeah, it's got its own channel. Don't do it in anywhere else other than its own channel. Well, kind of Facebook, kind of like they took over from forums, but it lost the ability of forums to have like rooms Mobile talking. Yeah, yeah, you can talk about different stuff, and it's not just one long conversation that gets buried by the next bit. Yeah, so please join the Slack group because it's full of uh, people from all over the world, and we really appreciate you listening to us, no matter where you are in the world, mm. and wherever you listen to us, whether it's on the website awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, subscribe, leave a review, helps get the word out about the show and everything we talk about on a weekly basis. And we're also on other networks like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife. What are the networks we on, Tony? We're on the uh, the spookily titled. Pod Johnny Cannon's twin, <laughs> which uh, will be a book releasing next year. Yeah, um, frightening, honestly. Uh, twin Cannons sounds like an eighties action film. 
doing cannons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Amazing. Make it happen, Dan. Um, and uh, thank thank you to my lovely hosts for making this week's episode happen. Where can people find you online, etc.? Tony? Neveronanything.com. Dan? Boom. Uh, you can find me. I'm still on Twitter, despite what Elon has said about me. And uh, <laughs> at Vanguard Comic, you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. And if you do social media, just look for Jester Diablo, and there you'll find me. And uh, and if you go on Instagram, I will I will actually have finished an Inktober for the first time. In oh, mate, shit, life. yes. I've done the whole month. Kudos, oh, well yeah, I, did, well I, did that. I mean, there was a couple of days where, you know, I was so busy, I, I didn't get a chance to do them, and I just sat You've down. You've done tomorrow's already? I have. Yeah, I, yeah, I already yeah, did yeah, it. Done. Yeah, I already Job did done. it. Because, like, we're posting the podcast and everything, I thought, I'm just going to get caught up and I might miss it. So, uh, yeah. Thank you to everyone who's liked all the images. They've been fun. Oh, I think you did really, yeah. really. I so, think make it your own thing. Yeah, but I think that's how it mm. works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, yes, for, uh, at Jester Diablo is where you can find me, and uh, and you can find us same bat time, same bat channel, only without mm. the bats. Um, next week, where big we'll guest be, next week. We'll big be guest talking we'll about be talking about the art of writing next week. Should yes. be interesting. Yeah. Yes. So um, keep an eye out for. Uh, sh- sort of shout outs maybe some questions or all kinds of things you never know what's going to happen well actually we do know one thing that's going to be happening that's it's going to be an awesome show so uh, thank you very much for listening no matter where you are in the world hope you're happy healthy doing okay we love you very much Mm. no yeah Tony go on no go on come on it's a horror show that's scare them if you you tell them you love them (laughs) I love them in a way that will scare them there you go absolutely terrifying I think around Tony Esmond's red room oh god it's red more, raw room it's, it's oh. more of a it's more of a deep maroon yeah anyway uh, thank you for listening don't get the black light out from Dan don't no, do that Jesus out. Christ it's almost like it's a disco in there <laughs> from Dan Tony and myself have a brilliant Halloween and uh, stay tuned next week for more awesomeness and comics but until then read loads of comics make loads of comics and gentlemen what should our lovely listeners do stay Stay awesome awesome. see you later Rigo bye see See ya get back in that get back get back in that fucking basement you don't (laughs) please